This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Once there was a podcast with Kate and Joel and Jacob recorded in a man cave win. <laughs> they tried to make a list of one hit wonders. They begin to hate each other. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> That's great. We couldn't quite explain it. We'd always just done this tournament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. That was an awkward opening. Welcome to Big Sell. I'm Joel. I'm Ken. And Jacob, ashamedly. And we have to jump right into it uh, because we have a long show today. We already know it's going to be a long show, but uh, we wanted to thank you for listening to the Quick Witch show last time. Uh, actually, I can't remember if it was, was it Terry or was it Mary? One of them said, "Sherry, maybe." One of them said, uh, "Let's do. We, we should totally Terry? do a Quickwits Bacon Cell Night, where a Bacon Cell goes to Quickwits. That will go really well. Yeah. So, I mean, I did so great on those games that we should try that. So I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll talk to Bob. We'll get something worked out, and we'll see if we can get something in the works so that all Bacon Cell fans can go. We can invite the whole Pod Bash yeah. I don't think, Goblin group. I don't awesome. think Kent and I should do that. And then, no. well, no, yes, I'll, yes, I'll be yes, up yes, on stage yes. and pull you on for a game or two. That's okay. it. So no, if we're going, we're headlining. That's it. Period. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to go great. But okay, this, but we the, need to get right into what we're the show. About today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Guys, today we're going to talk about the worst openings on Bacon Sale. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, hey, you're in the top ten. Yay! Nine Probably of the, the top, top ten. One. Yeah, <laughs> guys, fast <laughs> listener. I'm sorry for that opening. One take. Okay, I'm sorry for what <laughs> I did. You did good. All right. So today, guys, it's time. Man, we have been talking about this for a long time. Yes. Nineties one hit wonders. Yep, ever since yep. our 90s alternative show went so well and pleased so oh. many people. No one complained <laughs> about that show whatsoever. And no yes. one will disagree with us this time, for sure. Yes. But we, so, 90s one-hit wonders, Jacob, you mean like Ice Ice Baby and Sir Mix-a-Lot Baby Got Back? Exactly, just like those. We're going to cover those at a different time because what? those are hip-hop. And we're yes. going to have a special fancy bracket and a bacon bit for those. So we're rushing this, but we do need to explain the rules for the 90s pop rock Alternative bracket. Yes. Because alternate alternative. You get it. The short version yeah. is that we had way too many one hit wonders to get through. Yes. And if you and notice, we're talking very fast. We are. But we <laughs> wanted to narrow it down to 64, and we could not do that with all these other RB rap and hip hop songs. Yes. So we decided we were going to put those in a separate bracket and keep this one focused on alternative pop dance. That and, kind of stuff. And thank yes. heaven we did because it was hard enough to whittle down to 64. Oh my gosh, the stress <sighs> before the show we can't get into, so let's just move on. Disclaimer. We, we know we missed some songs. We yes. know we did. We didn't miss them. Well, we, didn't we, we know we're, we're not including songs. some songs, and we know it because we fought for a lot of these. I know I didn't get one in that I wanted. I know Jacob didn't get one they wanted. I know, yep. No, actually, everyone Kent wanted got in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, imagine guys, that. So, huh, oh. How'd that work? Huh. I don't know. <laughs> but the way this works is we're going to have a two out of three vote system in the bracket, and you can, you can actually check out the bracket at baconcell.com. We had a downloadable version that you can use at home. Yep. But we're going to battle two one-hit wonders against one another, one yes. each other. We're going to vote. Two out of three votes means the song advances. And our criteria for voting, we're going to try to make this Ooh, as clear yeah. as mud. It, we, it really isn't clear. It's in thirds. There is 33% is time relevance for the 90s. Like how, yeah, how relevant it was when it was around. Yes, 33% is for their the charting, you know, how well it did for on the Billboard charts. Mm-hmm. And 34% is personal taste. So there's a lot of subjectivity here, what? but we're going to Are not- you saying that we're more important, our opinions, than- 1% more. Yes. I, only 1%? Yeah, yeah. but I, I also think it's fair because it's when fair. you talk to people about these songs, they're like, oh, I hate that song. They're like, but it did really well on the Billboard. Oh, but I hated it. And it's like, that's how you feel. That's well, how you rate here's these the thing. songs. All, most of these songs are annoying and you go, oh, why would I let that thing win? 
But the thing is, a bad song might win because it was that big. Yeah. And we're sorry. Yeah. When we say charted, we are specifically referring to the Billboard Hot 100. Yes. Which is what they base kind of, you know, charting records on. Billboard Hot 100 is essentially kind of a catch all because they have the Billboard Rock, the Billboard uh, Country, the Billboard There's tons. Pop. This is the one kind of the catch all, like, if now, it Joel, comes did, to the public did eye. Did all of our songs, did they all make it onto the, the no, Hot 100? They did not. There are a couple, there are a few outliers, and those were a little more personal choices by U2. But. U2, the band? Oh, okay. Most <laughs> most of these charted pretty high on the Billboard. And so yeah. we did, we were scientific about it too. I want to put that out there. Do you think Kent and I are going to vote for ones that charted really high on Billboard? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, also, I want to say we were scientific in the fact that we went to Wikipedia, the source of our knowledge and truth, and they actually have a long That's tallied right, list. Joel, you're mixed up. Of one-hit wonders of the '90s and '80s, and all the other ones. We started there, so we started with that basis, and then we branched out. And they've on a got couple. most of them. They got most of them. But yeah, there, yeah, there were still a handful outliers. that we got on our own. Yeah, guys, let's play. Let's do this. Can we finally stop talking so fast? Woo. Wow. Yeah. Man, I, man. Okay, are you guys ready? Nope. It's no. actually going to start with the most important matchup of the night. Okay. All right. Barbie Girl. By Aqua. Versus She's So High. By Tall Bachman. Tall Bachman. What a weird name. What's <laughs> the thing about it? All right. So Barbie Girl was charted at number seven on Billboard Hot 100. Came out in 1997. Yes. And also, so Tall Bachman, he did She's So High. You're wow. welcome. That was pretty good. That was actually good. Yeah, like yeah. yeah it's, it's, Can I hear that again? <laughs> I like how that. She loves well, me. Well, some of these I didn't recognize by title, but then I when I heard it, I forget it's a singing like, oh, episode. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But the fact, the mere fact that you had to sing that, Kent, leads me to believe. You say Barbie Girl, people know it. You say She's So High, and they're like, "What's that one again?" Tall Bachman, doesn't ring a bell, and then you just say, sang it. It's like, oh, that one. And, and this one hit that number, doesn't happen with me. Number fourteen on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. Although, a uh, fun fact about Tall Bachman. Uh, he is a Canadian, and he's the son of Randy Bachman from the Guess Who and Bachman Turner Overdrive. And he's a fun. former member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and went on a mission to Argentina. Yeah. Kind of weird to think about that. Yes. Until he decided he absolutely hated the church. Yeah, he's not a big fan now. Uh, so there we have these two. And I think, I th- well, I, don't, I know. I, this one's got to go to Barbie Girl for me. I feel like Barbie Girl is the more iconic song, the one more people recognize. The funner song, even though She's So High is good, I don't think it had, and this is where it comes into staying power. I think in the 90s, Barbie Girls were prevalent, and people still know it today, where She's So High has kind of faded. Can, can I go next? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to go Tall Bachman. How did I guess that? And then it's up to you, Kent. But, <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So the reason being is for everything you just said, Joel, about Barbie Girl, like they recognize it. So I hear Barbie Girl, and I'm like, how did that go again? Because I blocked it out mentally. You know. Because it you was... You know, you hear, I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. No, I have to think about it. I have to think oh, about it for a second. I have to think about no, it. It's no, instantaneous. No, it's, because, it's because it's so like invasive that I've, I've <laughs> mentally blocked it out, <laughs> right? And so... Brick wall, brick wall. But you can't just say these songs are annoying now because back then... Back, no, I had the exact same opinion back then. And if they had just grown annoying over time, I, would, I wouldn't say the same way. But I never, ever, ever enjoyed that other than thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that they've made like a children's rhyme into a pop song. And anyway, so no, Tall Bachman, she's so high. I do love the fact that the meaning behind she's so high, mm-hmm. there's so much significance there. Like he was trying to convince his stepbrother to date this girl. And so he's saying when he's all, trying to get the girl to date his stepbrother, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Well, because he's saying all these great qualities about her. And then he was like, oh, wait, maybe I am in awe of this girl. Right. So instead, from what I understand, his stepbrother wanted to go out with this girl. And so he said, hey, go talk to this girl for me. So he went to talk to her for him. And then 
mid conversation, he was like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. I, why am I talking to her? Yeah. You know how guys brains sometimes shut like, off. Like what a great concept for a song. It's going to Barbie girl. Yeah. All the way. Can we just erase both of those and put two songs I want in there? No. Nope. It's over. We locked it in. Ah. Yeah. Kent's already played the music by now. All right. Next match is What's Up by Four Non Blondes mm-hmm. and uh, Cumbersome by Seven Mary Three. Too little, too late, too black and too white. <laughs> <laughs> it become. All I see is the He-Man uh, singing this bloody song. I'm not crying. <laughs> and it's 122 million hits on YouTube. I, I actually like that dance remix a lot. I think it's hilarious. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? So what's going on? I When this song came out, because it was on the box, I'm going to reference the box and Laguna Beach a lot on this show. Yes, I can't believe we didn't bring up the box with Barbie Girl. Right, exactly. So I saw the song in the box. I thought Sharon... The what's up? Okay. Where they actually never say what's up. It's just what's going on. No, they changed it actually to, so it wouldn't match the Marvin Gaye song, What's Going On. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I thought Cher was the lead singer because of her like, <laughs> like kind of cowish voice. Cow- cowish? <laughs> yeah, voice? Very cowish. Cowish? <laughs> Kent, look, Kent knows cows, okay? Yeah, I know cows. Cowish? Cowish. It's a term. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to, I'm sick of this in my head. I'm in love. That's not a cow. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't let that stop you from trying. Guys. And I said, <laughs> So one thing that was interesting is Seven Mary Three, in a 2005 interview, the drummer said this song is a blessing and a curse, which we're going to find that to be the running theme yeah. for most of these oh, bands. Yeah. Almost all these people were like, you know, it sucks to have a one hit wonder, but at least we had a hit. So, for example, they actually said, you know, uh, they opened for Three Doors Down, maybe like two years into their popularity. Mm-hmm. Three Doors Down used to cover Seven Mary Three songs when they first started out. So, yeah. like, they were the not popular ones. And then they, they just transcended Do you know where the them. name Seven Mary Three came from? No. No. It came from Chips, the TV show Chips, the California Highway Patrol, the old one with, uh, uh, what's his name? They Eric had the Estrada. two cops. Yeah, Eric Estrada. But then they had Larry Wilcox, too, who's Officer John Baker. But apparently his call sign was Seven Mary Three. And huh. so they they called their band that. And Weird. listeners, since these guys are most likely going to vote against Cumbersome, I should tell you they actually have really good songs. Go listen to Lucky or Devil Boy. No, they're good. Water's uh, Edge. He's assuming. They did. Uh, yeah, Jacob's right. assuming on like, They did precede Creed in many ways, I though. R- Let's really, be honest. I really like these guys. I still They're listen basically to Creed Light. No, oh. gosh, no. Don't. Oh, gosh. Also, <laughs> take that back. The uh, lead singer of Four Non Blondes. That made me queasy, literally. She actually stopped singing after the Four Non Blondes because she didn't really care for it. She started writing songs. She and started she's, doing magic with her top she's, hat. <laughs> she's written some of the most popular songs for like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and pop stars through really? the uh, early 2000s. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So she is very successful. Yeah. But yeah, I think What's Up is going to take this one pretty yep, easily. Yeah, What's Up. Sorry, Jake. So are you, oh, you guys tried to make me think I had hope here. <laughs> are, you, are, you, wait, are, you voting for, are you voting for Seven Mary Three over What's Up? No, Seven Mary Three. Jake, <laughs> taste-wise, Cumbersome all the way. For sure. But I cannot go no. against What's Up. Cumbersome is a lesser of the one-hit Look, wonders. What, what's Up is a really good one-hit wonder. I can't, I can't get around that. I just, I really like Seven Mary Three, and so that's where my, my heart goes there. Next match is Achy Breaky Heart. By Miley Cyrus's dad. Oh, I hate that that, that's what he's become. He was the mullet before. It's not like there's a mullet uh, with a tank top. Yeah, progression there or anything. So we can bring a heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. And Sellout. By Real Big Fish. Real Big Fish. Billy Real Big Fish. Jacob, why don't you go first in this one? Uh, I'll go Achy Breaky Heart. For all the reasons you guys have been voting for the last two. 
uh, which is popularity, not substance. So, yeah, that's it. I'm gonna go how next. Does, how does that feel? How do you guys like that? Huh? <laughs> Great. Oh, yeah, don't even don't even care about the really better song. I'll just vote for the more popular mm. one. Go on. Okay. So I, I do have to say I don't know if this one will win or lose. In fact, it's fine whichever way it goes. But I will say that sell out for me introduced me once again on the box introduced me to the real big fish which became my top five band until maybe 2002 or 2003 what it became train what wait what real big fish became train no when your paper band became train travis not travis! train it's travis. Me, i was like how <laughs> dare you sir i know like it just sounded like a slam that's all and I you're know. right actually travis did take that that spot yeah, but real big fish he's, he's always singing meet virginia so. i i <laughs> that's train okay yeah, yeah i got it now i ended up loving real big fish all and, those t bands are the same in my mind and they were one of these 90s ska bands which i really clung to and they're so much fun to see in concert and so i will say that i love sellout even though it's a radio song I love it because introduce me to them because they're sellouts and I'm going to go, I'm going to have to go with my heart on this one. So inconsistent. I know like I did last time. That's fine. That's what this is about. This, this whole point of this bracket is going to be 34% is heart. Okay. Yeah. No, but I will say this. I will say this. They have a, they have a greatest hits album. Real big fish does. Uh That's called greatest hit dot, dot, dot and more. They know they have one hit. That's funny. And it's always been, once again, and a curse is, for them. It is funny to me how their song about selling out to the radio industry, essentially, is their biggest hit. Yes. Yeah, but funny. you voted sell out? Yes. Well, <laughs> Gee, I wonder what to win. A lot no, of weight on your shoulders. Well, no, because the thing is, I, I listened to Sell It Today. I'm like, man, that is such a fun song. It is. And people are going to get mad at us calling Real Big Fish a one-hit wonder. That was one where people were like, Real Big Fish aren't our one-hit wonders. They don't have any hits. <laughs> <laughs> right? People <laughs> will. But uh, no, this one's got to go to Achy Breaky Heart. In Are you not going to sing it? What? Achy Breaky Heart? Yeah. Don't tell my heart, my <laughs> Achy Breaky Heart. It's almost too easy, right? So this if, was... If only because this is one of the few, I think maybe five songs that Weird Al has done a parody on on this list. It was meant to be an Oak Ridge Boys song. Remember Oak Ridge Boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jesus was born today. I was going to go, born Elvira. in a manger. Elvira's so good. By It's Christmas, almost. And so, but they did not like the term achy breaky, so they refused to sing this song and yeah. it became a Billy Ray Cyrus song. And Weird Al Yankovic's version is achy breaky song where he relentlessly mocks achy breaky heart, but he felt it was too mean spirited. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up donating all the proceeds to charity. So, so Billy Ray Cyrus after he was poor. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. he ever poor, though? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. The guy, the guy sold out his daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. She brings in a lot of money for him now. So there we go. Achy Breaky Heart takes this round. All right. Don't tell my heart, my Next match is Unbelievable. You want to do it like he's like it should be done, Joel? Yeah, unbelievable. unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> whoop a whoop. <laughs> We're gonna uh, edit that one right there. Yeah, but Joel has some personal history with Unbelievable versus Dude. versus my own worst enemy by Lit. Lit is your own worst enemy. Uh, <laughs> I will swallow no my pride. I will jump on I the am my own oh, wait, wrong enemy. Um, but that one, we should give a little a little sample because a lot of these, like I said, you hear the title, you're like, "What's that?" Which, one? by the way, I whenever I hear lit, I always want to say like suffocation, no breathing. What's, who is that? That's, that's Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Oh, Papa Roach. Why, yeah. why do you get Papa Roach mixed up with them? with lit? Because it's the same time period. They're, and they're very all, different. They're all kind of trash alternative. Let's be honest. <laughs> Papa Roach is not trash alternative. <laughs> what? They were rock. They, they, they were created rock. the they genre. Were they're trash they were rock rap. As Greg from way. Greg's Guide would call them, is post trash alternative. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> post to Greg. Yes. That first album was good. Okay. Uh, it was. By the way, we hope you're playing along at home. So EMF, Unbelievable versus Lit, My Own Worst Enemy. Uh, Kent, why don't you go first on this one? I'm going to go first because I feel like your purple prose is going to give you away. My purple prose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> purple prose, is that really the word? Yeah, it's purple prose, which means prose wow. that is too elaborate or ornate. So 
lit. They uh, for my own worst enemy got number fifty one on Billboard, and Unbelievable was number, number one. one. So it's pretty big, right? Did we list the charts in the last one? I guess we don't need to listen to all of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can just kind of. And you can really make an argument about lit not being a one hit wonder, but can you? So what else did they have? Ziploc bag and don't know it. Uh, you make me complete or complete is you're making this up. Thank you, Jacob, for telling me. I make Those were radio hits. Sure, they were. So here's same album. Here, I'm going to go first. Here's why I cannot vote for my own worst enemy because the singer said the song was a combination of many, many incidents, and he's been in, in in trouble with the law for public nudity, and so that when he sang the song in the studio, yep. he sang it nude. So and next, I was like, next time you listen to my own worst enemy, just imagine the singer it's singing it nude. Huh. Don't family friendly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> People can imagine whatever they want, Joel. Yeah, but it, it, just, it really did. We've all been there, though, right? right? I mean, that's not. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> What's funny to me is like whenever I look at these and I see the years active on these people. Yeah. And it's like like lit. It says 1995 to present. And I have to go. Really? really? Yeah. But are you, so you're voting for. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh. One of the early. Which by the way, that's uh, great. Yeah. They're sampling, by the way. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Dice, Dice Clay. Clay. He yeah. says, oh. And he also says, it's unbelievable. Can you tell us your personal story? Do you want to, do you want to tell it now? Okay. Uh, okay. Save it. Save, save it. it. Because okay. I feel like unbelievable. You think they're going to advance? On. Yeah. Please tell me. Please tell me why. They'll be in a hard match. They're going to advance when the singer wasn't wearing any pants when he sang. Uh, Go on. No. Uh, EMF. Unbelievable. Yep. Me too. Oh, that's our first sweep. You're unbelievable. All right. Next match is. Mm-hmm. No, that's not. No, it. that was actually that was better that was, than that the intro. That was good. Oh, really? That's yeah, that exactly. I was spot on. I'm still sorry about that, listener. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> All right, so Crash Test Dummies and uh, Novocaine for the Soul. And Novocaine for the Soul, I really do like that one. I really, really do enjoy that one. It's the Novocaine. Yeah, the keyboard that starts for it off. the soul. It's so it's so cool. It is, it is yeah, cool but it's song. not even theirs. It's uh, it's a sample. Which oh, there are so many sampling. There's so much sampling going on in the '90s. But yeah, that that opening has been is identified as reference? Captain King's and the Monkey Timers straight away. And Fats Domino's let the four windows blow. Oh, really? Okay. I feel yeah. like he just made up words right then. Yeah. I, the, the weird thing was, is I was doing my research because I have 20, oh, I have 25 pages of notes. I thought I had 24. I have, <laughs> I have 25. 11. But uh, when I was doing it, I hear like they took this track from this and I go listen to it. It's really bizarre to go listen to these older songs and be like, oh my gosh, like the coolest part of this song is from a completely different song. So. I'll I mean, all the, all the voices coming together in Novocaine for the Soul is really cool. Before I sputter out. And then. Everyone jumping in. Novocaine yeah. for, for the soul. We're, and so much falsetto on this show. Yeah. yeah. We're giving a lot of love to a lot of falsetto and one hit wonders, the soul, honestly. The truth is, mm, is also, I think it's the second we've talked about that got a Weird Al uh, yeah. parody of Headline News where he talks about Nancy Kerrigan and uh, Lorena Bobbitt. And so not dated whatsoever. No, not at all. It's, yeah. It still holds up the test of and time. And the kid that got caned, right? Yes, yes, the kid who got caned. Which, okay, can we talk about that song for one second? So we have in the real song, mm, mm, by the Crash Test Dummies, which, man, trying to get the echo to play that was difficult. <laughs> can you play mm, echo? Play mm, 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 mm. <laughs> it just wouldn't do it. So you have the kid, the girl who has birthmarks all over her body. You have the boy who gets in a car accident and his hair turns white. The third kid, does he throw up in the church? He, yeah, he lurched. He shook and lurched. So I think he threw up and yeah. shook. But it, it, that's the thing is it says it, they shook and lurched all over the church floor. But they, it's like they're talking about when I read the lyrics, it looked like it sounded like they were talking about other people. Joel. Yes. If I may. Please. There is a missing fourth verse to this song. Is it the one Jacob sang? 
I. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's it. I went to the dark web for this one. Oh, no. Because in a live performances, sometimes the crash test dummies will sing a missing fourth verse. Okay. And if you would like, I will sing it for you now. Sing Please it. do. Nice. This is the fourth. Like, okay, look. Should've this this, this may have been on Yahoo Answers. So it may or may not be true, but there are actual <laughs> lyrics written out. You ready? Because Dan, this kid named Scott Bale, got to keep his tonsils in a jar for show and tell. But when he went to bring them, his mom had thrown them out in the garbage. He couldn't quite explain it. She wouldn't let him keep them. A kid getting his tonsils out? Yep, it's about a kid who tried to bring his tonsils to show and tell, but his mom threw them out. What does that have to do with the kid in the church? I don't understand that. What does that have to? What does any verse in that song have to do with logic? But that. But everyone had kind of a a story. That one's just like. He, he wanted to show his tonsils. Well, no, that's a story. It's just yeah. a, a self But they, like, they were always wanting to be on story. time wherever they go, and then he goes to church, and then he throws up on the church floor? What's up with that? Yeah. Anyway, so- Crash Test Dummies <laughs> takes this one for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I went to the dark web for these guys. They definitely win. It was worth it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Clean, Clean sweep. sweep. Crash Test Dummies. All right, next match is As I Lay Me Down, Sophie we B. Hawkins. We like tacos. I think it's We Love Tacos, right? Which, which that's the weird thing is that that that, that came out that came out in 1995. So well, I haven't early, said the opposite one. I know, yet. but but early early internet, and yet everyone, every kid I talked, to, every person I talked to when they were a kid called it the taco song and thought it said we love tacos in the background. How does that happen without internet and forums and Reddit? Because people just get words wrong and and they couldn't they but couldn't fact check that taco. Then. Yeah. Okay. It's because they love tacos, right? Get we real. Like they love tacos. Everybody As loves tacos. I, I love me. tacos. You love we tacos. Like tacos. It's, it's actually tacos. I'll whisper your name in the sky. Ula Coco. Ula Caco. Oh, Ula. Sorry. Ula Caco. Get it right, man. Caco. Caco. K A H K O H. And what's okay. Sophie B. Hawkins going against? She, I like Cole's Cash. Stay by Lisa Loeb. My gosh. You she say, is not a one hit wonder. You talk so all the time. Oh man, that's a good one. So, and uh, Lisa Loeb hit number one on the Hot Billboard, and oh, with, with I do, and I do cherish you. That is not it. And then Sophie Hawkins got number six. Yes, of course, uh, she had another hit too. Fun fact about so these, these are that, one what's that one called? Hits. What's that one called? Uh, something about I don't know uh, rivers and and uh, something. I don't know. Rivers and something? Yeah, like, they're like when you block up a river. I don't oh, remember what it is, oh, but yeah. Water blocking thing. Yeah, water blocking water thing. Water blocking thing. <laughs> water blocking. I wish I was your lover, right? Yes. <laughs> darn. Don't say lover. Is it darn? <laughs> darn. I wish I was your lover. So, and when we say one hit wonders, there were a couple, there were a couple of these. There were a couple of these that were one-ish on one ish one hit wonders in that they had one other hit, maybe, but it wasn't as big, or we just really thought this song encapsulated the 90s, and I feel like this was one of those. That's, yes. that's it for Lisa Loeb, I think. So fun fact about Lisa Loeb is Ethan Hawke was her neighbor. Ethan Hawke, up-and-coming actor in the early 90s. She sang this song. He took the tape and gave it to Ben Stiller, who put it in Reality Bites, and that's where she got a big in break. In Reality Bites, I, my sister had that soundtrack, and I listened to it all the time. Yeah. It was great. Um, this is actually a harder one I, for me. Because I listened to both of these, and it stressed me out because I like both songs. Yeah. But, uh, oh, man, I don't know which I'm going to do. I don't know. What, it I, is I, tough. It is a tough one. Okay, I'll All say right, this. Joel. I'll say this. Maybe Kent should go first. He hasn't gone first yet. Oh, yeah, go. I've gone first a lot. Have you? Yes, but I'll go first. I think I prefer As I Lay Me Down as a song, but I'm giving it to Lisa Loeb. Why? For the 90s influence, because most people probably wouldn't even really know who Sophie B. Hawkins is. I'm only is. hearing negatives. No, no, no. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it to Lisa Loeb. She's going to stay in the bracket. 
Jacob? I'm with Kent. I'm Lisa, with you. Lisa Loeb. Yeah. Sophie B. Hawkins, bless her heart. What she wrote, she wrote this song about in, in memory of her father and talking about how she'd like to see him again one day. Is uh, his name Kako? But the, her song, yeah, her song was featured in Dawson's Creek, Party of Five, and one of my worst hated movies of all time, Now and Then. So <laughs> I know, negative points. You hate Now and Then so much. Whereas I was going to say Lisa Loeb has acted in such films as House on Haunted Hill, Fright Night, Hot Tub, Time Machine 2, and Helicopter Mom. <laughs> she was in Fright Night? Apparently. That's what, what this says. What was she? Who was she? I don't know. Was she playing herself? Maybe. I'll, I'll do more research when we get she to the She actually looks round. exactly... Why can't you do more research on this, She looks Joel? exactly the same pages. as she did in 1991, which oh, is yeah? weird. Yeah. Yeah, she made a deal with the devil. It's those cute glasses. So, Lisa Loeb, Lisa you Loeb stay. moves on. Oh, Lisa Loeb glasses. Nice. Have you guys ever heard that reference? Like, yeah. That's like a thing. Like, no, she, she makes her own yeah. glasses now. Like She has a line of them. And she should, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's a cultural influence just for her stupid glasses. <laughs> oh, <man>. You stay... <laughs> All right, next matchup is Counting Blue Cars by Dishwalla, which uh, Joel really likes that song. He's talked about it quite a bit. And One of Us by Joan Osborne. Or now, was it by Joan Osborne? Tell me all your thoughts are God. Because I really like to meet her. <laughs> what? This song is controversial. I shall play it on the radio. <gasps> what? This is controversial. My parents don't like it. I shall listen to it too. Are you, good? Good? Are you good, Joel? Good. Are you good? I'm good. I feel like there's a theme here because... The next song is what song? What if God was one of us? Which one of us apparently doesn't offend you. No, because, well, it wasn't that it offended me. I was bugged because uh, so County Blue Cars by Dishwalla, which by the way their name comes from a Hindi term for a person providing satellite TV to a neighborhood. That's what Dishwalla means. <laughs> My gosh, that That's makes a me lot of significance, more, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But County uh, Blue Cars was one of those. I've never liked them this much until like this I think moment. I said to you guys, it's nothing but fuzz and mumbling. Like honestly, aside, outside of the chorus. That it's just kind of this. It's no, true. There's no distinguishable melody. I don't know. I don't really have that problem. There's no distinguishable melody. There's no distinguishable words. And then it gets to the chorus. Like and it's people like, often do. And it's like, oh, yeah. hey, God might be a woman. Ooh. And I'm like, that's just stupid. Like it just, it was a stupid song. I never liked it. Is right. it stupid? Never going to let Kim play whereas, it. Okay. Whereas uh, one of us, I felt like was thought-provoking and even emotional like i felt like this person really just trying to come to grips sure joel but and, and thinking of someone you know just as you know if, if god were a person just trying to go home and sad just like the rest of us it really kind of gets you that kind of the heartstrings like whoa yeah that's deep have you heard really? laughing with by regina specter weird what laughing with the song laughing with by regina specter i have not i'm gonna play it for you and it's very reminiscent of joan osborne thank you for wasting our time and uh, with that it's, it's great song everyone <laughs> that knows that the four people that are here <laughs> that understand that will love it i will say that dishwalla what they charted for 48 weeks on the billboard top 100 wow good for them and the song hit number 15 15 whereas one of us hit number four About 48 weeks the better That's part a of time. a year That's and a long time. they're named after someone that provides satellite to a neighborhood <laughs> in india in india <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to vote for him just for that. All right. You're voting for Dishwalla? Yeah. I really want to vote for Dishwalla because it will make you so mad, Here's the thing Joel. about one of us, Joel. It's not is like, It always creeps me out as a kid. Like I, like the lyrics. I'm what like, did? what are you trying to say here? What did? The what, One of us. Oh. Right? It's like, what if he was one of us? Like, what the crap sense does that make? No, it's like if, you were, if there were a deity type being just wandering among us, living with us, 
and they were running the place, but they couldn't let anyone know or something like that. That's how I always pictured it. Yeah, it's a pretty daring song in the 90s to release a song like that. Like, yeah, yeah, God is good. When like Nirvana has lithium, like that's probably released the month before, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. It is kind of funny that we have two songs. One is calling God a woman and the other one is saying, what if God's just here on Earth? A guy on a bus. Yeah. Right? yeah, a guy on a bus. Yeah, It's Joan Osborne all the way. Yes. Joel, I feel like you're going to go Dishwalla. <laughs> <laughs> I already voted. <laughs> all right. I almost wish you'd done it just to make you mad. No, I've done, I did that before on other bracket shows, and I'm going to try to keep Joel happy. Thank you. All right, next matchup. Doesn't really seem fair to me because I like the one you guys aren't going to pick. <laughs> How do you know? Because I know you two. <laughs> and you keep voting with rules and objective logic and weird stuff. All right. Uh, We're trying to be as objective as possible, and but even though subjectivity is going to win. Especially near the end. All right, next is uh, they might be giants versus <laughs> they weren't a one hit wonder. Mbop, mbop, bop, bop, do bop, do it up, bop. We had wait, wait, Jacob. What did you think the words were? No, it was no, me. It was I said I thought they were baduba scop bop because I thought he was scatting all of a sudden. But it's baduba dop. Yeah, badu yeah yeah. Said oh yeah, in an mbop they're gone. Yeah yeah, plant a seed, plant a flower, plant a rose. You can plant any one of those. Keep planting to find out which one grows. It's a secret no one knows. Which is perfect lyrics for a bunch of teenage girls. (laughs) (laughs) And their fans. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then what's Mbop going against? So, yeah, Hanson's Mbop. uh, And that's going against If You Could Only See by Tonic. If you could only see the way she She loves me. Maybe maybe you would like this song. Oh, it's a good song. Also, they have Open Up Your Eyes, which is a good Which apparently uh, Emerson Hartz wrote the song uh, because he was in a relationship with an older woman that his parents didn't approve of. And he actually said that to his mother on the phone. It's like, if you could only see the way she loves me, maybe you understand. And then he ended up writing the song because of that. his mom was in a car accident the the next day and died. Probably. No, it, just seems, it seems like it's a perfect ending like, for the story. Read that they were your parents, Kathy. I oh, I forgot. I forgot that I mentioned. Like, I actually wrote down how many studio albums these people made, and so like Tonic has five studio albums. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. and that's uh, Hanson's even, still going though. Hanson's got six studio albums. Yeah, so and Tonic, them all. Jake, get this: Tonic number eleven on Billboard uh-huh. stayed on the charts for sixty-three weeks. Heck yeah, dude! But it never cracked the top ten. Almost cursed there. Hanson, <laughs> yes. Hanson hit number one. Almost Nominated for two Grammys. And here's the thing about Mbop. I think the three of us probably hated this Did song. You say even that, when, you say that with a straight face? Here's the thing about Mbop. Here's the thing about Mbop. <laughs> I think the three of us, because we were, what, late teens at this point when the song came out. Maybe yeah. 16. 97 is when it came out. We all hated this song, right? No. Because, oh. You met Joel, it. right? I liked it. I like happy fun songs. <laughs> here's the thing. They were cute girls. This was... <laughs> <laughs> This is probably the most successful song that we have in this bracket. Overall, yes, probably. Yeah. And critically, even like all these magazines, like all these music uh, publications loved this song when it first came out. We look back at it and go, really? Yeah. But everyone loved it. And the lyrics are pretty dumb. Well, and this song actually came out. There's just no getting around it. This song initially came out in 1996 on their independent album, Mbop. Um, but, but it was a slower song. It didn't have the strong of a beat. And then the Dust Brothers got a hold of it and said, let's kick this up a notch. And they added more drums, made it a faster pace. And that's when it became a mega hit. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I've listened to the slower version and it's true. It It's much better beefed up. So uh, if you could only see by Tonic, right? Guys, right? Joel? Right. Guys? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's There's a song I would listen to now, right, Jake? Mm-hmm. If you could only see, 
right? Yeah, I would listen to that now. Yeah. I, Whereas I, I would never really, except for today in the car, when I blasted it over the radio. <laughs> you can't you can't listen to this song and not be happy. <laughs> yeah. I can't. It's got to be Mbop. I'm so sorry. Are you, are you giving it to Mbop too or are you giving it to you if you can see? You know, I, I do have, I have a little extra sentimentality about Tonic because... Tonic like Gin and Tonic? Uh, also that, yeah, but high school memories and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot of them connected. So I'm giving my heart vote to uh, If You Could Only See. Right. And I have it's already typed that, in Mbop into it, the thing here. It so. said that heart votes aren't going to count for much in this show. Well... But we'll, we'll try. I, I want to thank you two right now, though, for letting this advance at least one round. Because if it didn't, my sister-in-law was going to murder me in really? my sleep. Really? Murder yes. you over Hanson. Uh, it's going to... Trust it, me. We'll talk about it later. Yes. <laughs> it's what? Gonna, it's going to advance again, too. We'll see. All right. Next is Cotton Eye Joe. Been out in bed for Cotton Eye Joe. Joe. I've been married a long time ago. And versus blue. I'm blue. A da ba di a da ba da ba da be da ba da ba da ba da ba. Are you guys doing minions? Stop. Quit doing minion impressions. It was 90s minions. So actually, I I printed off the actual lyrics for Cotton Eye Joe, not this song, but the original song, which goes back to the Civil War, I think. And it's ridiculous. I mean, I can't even really read it because it's his eyes was crossed and his nose was flat and his teeth was out. But what of that? For was. I can't do it anymore. I, it it yeah. just keeps going. It's an old folk song. And uh, here's the way to tell it apart, folks. Cotton Eye Joe is the Rednecks remix. Cotton Eyed Joe is the folk song. Now you know. Very, tell difference. very important. And knowing the battle. But important. Cotton Eye Joe. Which I thought these guys were redneck hillbilly types. I'm not types. sure which one you guys are going to pick. Do you know where they're from? Sweden. Really? Rednecks are from Sweden. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, terrible dance music coming out of Sweden. In 2012, it makes so much more sense, actually. In 2012, they dissolved the concept of a permanent band and decided they were going to have a group of for people. For everyone? For rednecks. It was just a group of people, and every concert, they'd select one female and three perf- male performers to do that concert. But it's a rotating band now. There's no original members. It's just a name now. That's weird. weird. Isn't that weird? Boo. And then on the other hand, we got or Eiffel. Blue. Which you got? You want to guess? You want to guess where they're from? Sweden. Italy. Really? They're Italian. And uh, Eiffel 65, they, they chose the name randomly on a name generator. And then when they made the pressing for the record, the I think it was the manager was writing down a phone number and accidentally wrote 65 on the paper. And so then when they pressed it, it said Eiffel 65. And they're like, what's the 65? The manager's like, I don't know. I thought you guys did that. So Eiffel 65 was a mistake. That's funny. Yeah. That's a good story. Eiffel 65 was a mistake. That is a terrible <laughs> band, a terrible music video. No, no, you're talking about the worst. That was last round. The last music round. video was terrible. It was that blue They're CGI. trying to say, save Jeffrey J from the aliens, Zorotl and Sayok 6. No. Speaking also, of 6, it hit number 6 on Billboard. I know why Kent's not going to vote for uh, uh, Blue. Hmm. It's because it's uh, featured on Iron Man 3 and Smurfs, The Lost Village. <laughs> he loves The Lost Village. <laughs> I love it. And Act, Big Fat actually, Liar, too. Can I tell you this? Oh, Big Fat Liar win... Paul Giamatti turns blue. Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm blue. A da ba dee da ba da. Um, and do you, have you, did you guys ever hear that some people were like, "I believe there's a god. I believe there's a god." Yeah, yeah. I, I always thought that, right? I always thought it was, "I'm blue and I'm in need. I'm a guy and I'm in need. I'm in need and I'm a guy." Yeah, I'm See, in need. Like he wants a but girl. It, but really, it's so nonsense. Like he's projecting some thoughts. <laughs> <as> what's <laughs> happening? There. I'm in need and I'm a guy. It came out in '99. I was 19. <laughs> yeah, I needed. I needed a you. girlfriend. I'm we a guy. Can I tell you guys about the things that are blue? Because I went through the painstaking effort to go through the lyrics. You did not. Uh, little guy, the world, his vision, his inside and his outside, his house, his little window, his Corvette, 
everything, clothes, streets, trees, his girlfriend, the people, his words, and his feelings, they're all blue. Because this is just begging for. <laughs> I mean, I hate this song, but it has to win. It has to You're giving win. giving it to blue? I'm giving really? it to blue. Jacob, what about you? Of annoying songs, this one is less annoying than Cotton Eye Joe. I'll say Cotton Eye Joe is the less annoying song. So you're voting for Cotton Eye Joe? I'll go Cotton Eye Joe. This actually is fairly easy for me because when these came out, Rednecks came out in 95, uh, Blue came out in 1999. One of these, when it comes on, I will dance to regardless. Like it, they played at Quick Quits uh, a lot of times. In between the sket, this, the games, they'll play music. And if this know. one comes on, I, I'll I dance. I know what it is. If the other one comes on, uh, it's just kind of this bobbing head. Yep. So you can probably guess. Cotton Eye Joe. I'm voting for Cotton Eye Joe. Wow. Cotton Eye Joe's beating blue? Someone has sided with me. It has been Cotton Eye Joe. Ew, gross. All right, next matchup. <laughs> Two songs you don't care about. <laughs> Way to sell it, Jake. <laughs> Popular by Not A Surf. And Everybody's Free by, I forget, Everyone's Free. Baz Lerman. Everyone's Free to Wear Sunscreen by Baz Lerman. And we probably should sing it too. Can't wonder you sing popular. Okay, ready? Being attractive is the most important thing there is. If you want to catch the biggest fish in your pond, you have to be as attractive as possible. Make sure to keep your hair spotless and clean. Wash it at least every two weeks. Once every two weeks. And when you see Johnny Football here in the hall, tell him he played a great game. Tell him you liked his article in the newspaper. I got a new car. Is this what it's like to be Jacob? That's bizarre. I'm a football star. By the way, the whole song, except for the chorus, was made up from a 1964 teen advice book, Penny's Guide to Teenage charm and Isn't popularity. Weird? I Isn't that like so that song, interesting? Though. I don't know. I no, and that's the thing. It's really uh, nihilistic, the whole song. Oh, it is. But those lyrics all about being popular, they are taken from an advice book yeah, for teenage girls. It's so sad. Uh, well, that's kind of the idea, though. By the way, Nada Surf has eight studio albums. I own them all. <laughs> I own Nada. I, <laughs> ah, hey, right? <laughs> uh, there's no doubt in my mind this has got to go to everybody's free-to-wear sunscreen. Oh, then how does that song go, Joel? Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 97. <laughs> wear got the sunscreen, uh, which which people fought about that, by the way. They're like, no, I said 99. No, it said 97. There's actually two different recordings. The original came out 97, but then when he released re-released it as kind of a single, it became class of 99. Huh. And it's a series. Uh, it, that one actually comes from, let me look it up here. A Chicago Tribune column by Mary Schmitch. There you go. Uh, yes, a hypothetical <laughs> commencement speech. And it's a series, it's just a series of advice set to a beat. And then they add in, which I didn't know this. This was actually surprising to me. Hmm. So they add in a remix of Romeo and Juliet's Everybody's Free, the choir thing. Yeah. Which is actually in Romeo and Juliet, that is a, a cover of Everybody's Free <laughs> Feels Good, which I like that song. I had no idea it was connected to this song. So that makes me like it even more. Not less? Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like it more. I thought you were going with less. That's no, no, I no. I love that song. But and oh. that, that's by, uh, what's her name? Rosala was her name. But that was a big dance hit back in the day. But this song, every, I thought everyone knew everybody's free to wear sunscreen. It charted at 24. Not a surf didn't chart, actually. Uh, but when I talked to uh, Chad and Dave, uh, some friends at work, they had no concept of the song. Two different people. Two different ages. Sunscreen, actually, right? No concept of the sunscreen. Song. I only had yeah, the vaguest sunscreen. Only the vaguest memory of it, actually. Here's Which, the thing, though. Me, it was everywhere. It's a really inspirational song with great messages. It's kind of like true. a fortune cookie yeah. song. Yeah. Maybe you'll marry. Maybe yeah, you, you won't. won't. Maybe you'll have children. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll divorce at 40. Maybe you'll dance the funky chicken on your 75th wedding anniversary. Like stuff like that where I'm like, that's good. You know, just mm -hmm. deal with life. 
I like that. And so I've got to give it to Boz Lerman, which is weird to say Boz Lerman yeah, as an artist confusing. because he's, he, if you don't know, he's a film director. He did uh, Moulin Rouge and Strictly Ballroom in Australia and I'm missing one. Romeo and Juliet. I'm sure yeah. it's a different Boz Lerman. It's the same yeah. one. No, there's, lots, sure? there's lots of Boz Lermans out there. <laughs> B-A-Z Lerman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's so many Lermans in the phone book. Uh, but yes, Boz. everyone who's wearing sunscreen has got to take it only because it inspired me and I love listening to it. Popular just always annoyed me and I don't know it that well. I definitely don't know it as well as you two. Uh, Jacob if I may, mm-hmm. one's a song and one is not. And I don't feel that every everyone's free Brothers to and sisters. They sing in the middle there. <laughs> yeah, there's something there. So you're saying rap is not music? Is that what you're is saying? Is he Ken? rapping? They're talking over a beat. Uh, okay. Well, so, so is popular. There's and then there's a chorus. That. And I, even though I feel way more inspired by sunscreen, popular has the winning vote for me. <laughs> because I feel like there was one summer where sunscreen is popular. Whereas popular, popular... It's going to be popular. It was for like three Can't years. You just put the death nail because there's no way Jacob's going to vote for Boz Lerman. Jake? Yeah, Boz Lerman, obviously. No. Which one? Which Boz? Well, you know, honestly, honestly, it is really close because the messaging is way better, as you said, yes. Joel and Boz Lerman. And I really do have to give it to it for that. But I actually had the album, the Not a Surf album Why? for popular. And I listened to it. I, I listened to it, you know, and it was it was good. Do they I all liked talk it. through the songs or is, no? Is no, it? they had regular songs on. There. Okay, no, this was kind of a one-off thing where they were just kind of fooling around and yeah. So uh, Kent hates Australia is what we're coming through because he hates Boz Lerman. He hates Lee Perry who did the voiceover work, a famous Australian actor. Wow, jeez, too bad Kent hates Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of do actually. Uh, man, That's okay. I can't, I can't believe you side with Kent. That was a dangerous move. I know. One charted, one didn't, and you guys were choosing the one that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He's really mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, next matchup is going to be Steal My Sunshine by Lynn. By who? Lynn, L-E-N. Lynn. Lynn. Yes, Lynn. Lynn, is it Lynn? From the album Can't Stop the Bum Rush. <laughs> Family friendly. <laughs> it's the name of an album. <laughs> Can't Stop the Bum Rush? Can't Let's Stop just, the Bum Rush. Stop mean? repeating it. Let's move on. Against no stop, stop against the bum rush <laughs> against uh, save tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry. So uh, Lynn, still my sunshine coming out in ninety nine, and also Eagle Eye Cherry save tonight coming I know. out ninety nine. It's all for me. If you steal my sunshine, Ugh. I can't, I can't even do that. That, that the drums at the beginning that like, a like me spiel. for you. Which, once again, this is an example of sampling that the beginning of the Lynn, that that drum beat that's behind it is actually from the instrumental portion of the Andrea True Connections 1976 disco single, More, More, More. How do you like it? How do you like it? But they stole that. I I love that little drum beat, glockenspiel, whatever it was. I don't Mm -hmm. even know what it was. That wood block, essentially. I love that sound. Didn't even come from Lynn. He made it up. And then he comes in there. Oh, really? I was lying on the bed. I was lying on the grass on Sunday morning of last week. That was close. Indulging in my self-defeat. Uh, <laughs> my mind was thugged all laced and bugged all twisted wrong and beat. Uncomfortable three feet deep. Uh, These lyrics make no sense. They don't. They're like LFO level. I have lyrics. more by the... Oh. oh, we're safe tonight, though. Safe tonight. Save, Save tonight. tonight. For the break, the break of, of dawn, come tomorrow. I, know, I don't know any of these. I'm going on I'll my mission. Gone. What? what? <laughs> Actually, this is one of the first parody songs that I wrote. Was I was going on my mission, and so I wrote a parody about Save Tonight. Yeah, that's funny. That's about funny. going on my mission the next day. Like, did you sing that to a girl right like, before you just, left? Was is like, that the idea? Uh, just you, me, and a bottle of Sprite all through the night with a chaperone. 
Like it was like all that kind of, you know, joking around. It was like your last night with your girlfriend before you go on a mission. Um, I will say this, even though I'm not going to save Eagle Eye Cherry tonight, it was awarded a Rock Bajornin Award in the, for the Swedish Song of the Year in 1997. Because, uh, what's his name? Um, Eagle Eye Cherry. Eagle, Eagle Eye, Eye Cherry. Cherry. He, he's, Mr. Swedish. he's a Swedish rock musician. Really? And he is the half-brother of singer Nin, uh, Nena Cherry. They don't have a Swedish sound. Do you guys remember Nena Cherry? Buffalo Stance? No money, man. We'll get my love. No idea what no. he's doing. What? No, I don't even know. I yeah. love Buffalo I heard, Stance. I, I, I heard Marcino Cherries. No, big mm. 80s hit. Okay. Uh, so wait, can't, you're voting for Len? Oh, Len all the way. I'll go next. I'll vote for Safe Tonight since that's actually a real song. I'm going to agree with Jacob. It's <gasps> a real song. Yeah. Save Tonight moves on. <gasps> you're voting out Still My Sunshine? <laughs> you should get, I don't think you should be that shocked. I am shocked. This song, song made is garbage. Su- no, it, what? It's not garbage. It's, I like it's actually Still My a Sunshine. fun beat, and it made an impact. Save Tonight was a fun sort of alternative impact. Song. It made number nine on the billboard, whereas Eagle Eye Cherry, Save Tonight, number five on the billboard hot 100 yeah it's a better song it outperforms it and i still wow. my sunshine still my sunshine is fine kent i it's like better it. than fine but save tonight takes me back to the late 90s like that really Dude, is a 90s song. still my sunshine takes me to laguna beach i could it's like i'm walking it's like i'm barely watching people swim at laguna beach again <laughs> what were what were our three categories again uh it's a, a time relevance yeah time relevance yeah. and uh, Bill, billboard. Yeah. billboard yeah it wins for time relevance really Yes. For me, it does. Yeah. For I mean, me, no, I, I feel see, like Save Tonight see. could come out this year and it would still be an okay song. Number four. Steal My Sunshine. I mean, that was perfect for the late 90s. It could come out right now. That could come out right now. No, I don't think so. Totally. It's it the kind of kitsch that was perfect for late 90s. Lynn has five studio albums, believe it or not. And I own them all. I am heartbroken. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Save <laughs> <laughs> All right, next match is Tom's Diner. She's a cool hook, isn't it? Versus Possum Kingdom. Do Make, you want to die? <laughs> Make up your mind. Decide to walk with me. Trent Reznor singing it for some reason now. I don't understand. We, we've talked about this song before on the show. Yeah. Because I thought Silver Chair was Toadies, <laughs> as you recall, <laughs> yeah. our Lindy's Alternative That's Bracket. Funny, yeah. But uh, I, I like Possum Kingdom. I think it's an okay song. Ken, for the clip of this one, will you just play the whole song? Yeah. <laughs> just to bless them. But yes. I don't get the love for this song. This was an okay song for me. I was always like, yeah, that one. That's a fun background song. But Suzanne Vega and, and uh, Tom's Diner was iconic in the early 90s. Like, you just recognize that. Which, by the way, uh, fun facts about uh, Tom's Diner. Uh, written in 1982 about uh, Tom's Restaurant in New York City, which if you don't know what that is, it's the restaurant. It's the exterior of the restaurant they always showed in Seinfeld. That's Tom's Restaurant. Oh, that's cool. And uh, she wrote it while she was there eating. And actually, people have been so obsessed about this song. They've gone through the lyrics of the song and pinpointed the actual date when she wrote the song based on what she says. When she says, like, there's an actor uh, who died. I don't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. And there's talks about looking for the funnies. And they're like, okay, the funnies are only in this paper. And the only actor that was in the paper that day that had died was William Holden. Therefore, she wrote this song on November 18th, 1981. And she, wow. later, she later confirmed that was true. So kind of creepy. Also, uh, she wrote that song, Tom Steiner, originally in 1980. Well, she wrote it in 1982, but it was first released in 1989. Yeah. And it was a slower kind of a Didn't really go ballad. anywhere. Didn't go anywhere. Then DNA, which is a couple of music producers in, in England, took it, turned it to a dance remix with a beat behind it, and made the hook. The da, 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 which is da, so da, memorable. Da, 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 it really da, 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 is. It's a great hook. It's almost like, should we do it? Boop, boop, boop. Ah. There you go. <laughs> uh, but 
they took it and without her permission or the or the studio's permission or the producer's permission, they turned it into a dance remix and released it without anyone knowing, like no one gave it permission to do it. Wow. Became a huge hit. And this is why it's cool, because instead of suing them or taking them to court, the, the record company decided to buy the release and re, to buy the remix and release it. And it became her greatest hit. Number five on Billboard. Yeah. Where it didn't go anywhere before. <sighs> but I know neither one of you are going to vote for it. So I'm voting for Tom's Diner. No. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to say, vote with your heart, Joel. Well, in my yeah. no, my heart. I have been. My heart and objective performance, because uh, Suzanne Vega and DNA, Tom's Diner, number five on the Billboard. Possum Kingdom, 40. 40. Yeah, 40 is just touching it. Yeah, but still, it's a better song. No, it's so not. So you're, you're going to go for Possum Kingdom, Jake? For sure. Over Tom's Diner, yeah. Tom's Diner deserves this, guys. Well, Jake, I can promise you. I'll not be a gentleman. I knew you guys were going to do this. <laughs> Possum Kingdom. I have to go with my heart on this one. It's a great multi-layered song. It's an and I love song. the hook of Tom's Diner. I love it, but it should have yeah, gone up against I this. I it's agree. 90s. You hear Tom's Diner, you think 90s. You hear Possum Kingdom, you think, I have heartburn. You think classic. No, memorable, I, I think, yeah, I think classic. Cool rock songs. Alternative 90s band that should have been a lot bigger than they were. Yeah, they should have been. No, they shouldn't have. Absolutely. It's one of the coolest rock songs from the 90s. It's not really. I mean, although Possum Kingdom has seven studio albums. I own them all. Toadies. Yes. Everyone. Um, Yeah, what I say. Possum Kingdom, but yes. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I'll wait for the next episode and I'll get into the background of Possum Kingdom because it's a cool story. Okay. Make up your mind. Next match is More Than Words. More than words is, is all that I can get. I like how it dissolved us into tones. That you love me. Because I already know. So beautiful. More than words. Hey, that deserves a high five right there. Versus Missing by and I miss Everything But The Like the desert miss the rain. Wow, we should start it. We should do our own album. Bake and sell those acapella covers of 90s One Hit Wonders. I always thought it was. i buy that. And I miss you like the desert's mystery. Even though it makes no sense. Am I right? The desert's mystery? Yeah, the desert has so many mysteries. Well, and, I, and you miss mystery. it. Okay, but I cannot listen to, to Missing by Everything But The Girl without thinking of Mango from SNL. Do you remember him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. why? Because every time people would, like, Mango was a character played by Chris Catan in SNL. And he was always. That's not the song he did the head dance to, is it? No, no, no. Because no, he would, that song like, is coming up. He was wearing like short shorts and like a tank top and like a beret. And, and everyone loved him. Everyone loved just, him. Garth Brooks. And yeah. uh, I, remember, I remember Garth Brooks from the particular. No, it was a really funny hard. thing that, that all the celebrities but, liked and, him. Yeah. And every time they dream about Mango, he'd be dancing to this song. It'd be like, dun, 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 dun. I'm dancing. They can't see it. But yeah, here's what's interesting about to me. everything but the girl. This was a song from their eighth album. And they were wow. a folk and jazz band before this. They and this song, albums. this song turned them into an electronic band. This one hit number two. And they're one of the few. I was going to say, every, everything about the girl is one of the few here where they actually have an end date on their years active. They ended in nice. 2000. Everyone else, it's like present. Uh, but, I mean, this this seems like a shoe-in to me, so I'll go first. It's got to be more than words. That song was everywhere, and everyone loved it. Number one, missing was actually number two at one point on the on the Billboard. Yeah, it was really number one. Yeah, no, extreme more than words. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, huh? It was big. 
It was on Joel's private chart, so it doesn't really count, but <laughs> it was number one there. But the funny thing about More Than Words is it's this beautiful, soft love ballad, not anything like anything else Extreme has done. Right. Yeah. So people bought this album called Porno Graffiti and expected it to all be lovely, happy love songs, and it wasn't. So I'll, I'll, go, I'll go next because I'm going to vote uh, for Missing because... You love Mango? I prefer that song. No, I think there, there's, really? this, there's this haunting, eerie sound to it. And it's, a de- it's a desert's mystery, right? <laughs> desert's mystery, right, exactly. So, no, I, I prefer listening to that one. And More Than Words is a, is a catchy tune, but I feel like it sounds like 50 other songs. No, but they got the little bang on the guitar and it's the a strumming good song. guitar. It's a good song. It's just, it sounds like others to me. So it's I don't Extreme, it. like many other bands here, say that More Than Words was a blessing and a curse. Yeah. That's kind of like the go-to. Everyone expects that from them. I... Cannot stand more than words. <gasps> no, you guys can't knock that out. <laughs> on on my mission. That is one of the biggest hits we have on every here. Every single one of my Polynesian companions would borrow a guitar from someone, and all of a sudden I'd hear I'd hear the guitars that turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up, and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I hate this song so much. And then it was Bob Marley. I prayed. Did you know how to I talk? Prayed. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what have we here? I you and sure I it wasn't a ukulele. And there I were cannot believe too. you guys would knock out more than words. Here, listen, I, listen I, I thought I was going to be the one I out. prayed that a, something <laughs> would happen to a guitar because I heard more than words every single morning. And guess what? The guitar slid and it broke. And the whole, the strings broke off. When you kick over a guitar, it's not the same as it fell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I prayed and on, kicked buddy. that guitar. I have to go with yeah. missing. Yep. I can't believe it. You have to go it. with action as well as faith, right? I like yes. both of them, but more than words was such... Such a ubiquitous song. Yeah, I, I'm everywhere. with you. I'm with you. True. But you I just said it was true. everywhere. I hate it. I hate it. That 34% of me hates it so, so that, that much. 1% is tipping it over and taking yeah. the vote it's for it. It's a 1% it. thing. Yeah. Because it's, it's still number That's two bad. and number one because Missing was number two on Billboard. Yeah. No, and not, yeah, I get that More Than Words is probably a bigger hit, but apparently only by a little. And so, yeah, and it, to me, it really felt derivative. So. Yeah. All right. Burn up. Burn up. Please bless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next match. Uh, I'll it Make it easier. What is love? <laughs> I can't hit the notes, though. But All right. What is love is the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, what is love? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. Oh, there it is. Don't hurt me. Dance, Chris. No more. Dance. <laughs> Do you imagine like Will Ferrell and Jim Carrey right in that now. one where they're... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. It's, the, it's the, yeah, the Roxbury boys. What is love? Uh, and then what do we have that against, Jacob? Don't want to fall in love. Don't want to fall in love. No, no. This yeah, is the yeah. one from Hercules. Don't just like a knife. Yeah, yeah. Make a knife feel good. Uh, I'll fight you to the end. Joel really likes this song. I tried to kick it off the list. This song, the, the Don't Want to Fall in Love one, really stuck out in my memory because in the video, Jane Child is the, is the artist, and she had this really pop, punk rock look where like, yeah. she had like a flat top. Jacob, you, you're paying attention here. So flat top, you got to uh-huh. like do visuals, uh-huh. and then long dread braids, and then a nose chain that went from her nose to her ear, mm-hmm. and she was just punk rock That's man. Basically, me in high school. <laughs> but she wrote, uh, produced, and performed the synthesizer by herself on the entire album. Like this is all her, and That's it, why it, and it reached like number that. two on the uh, Billboard Hot 100. Hadaway's "Love What Is Love" only reached number eleven. It's, it's funny because both of these songs, I think, are very lazily written. So on What is Love, uh, Don't Hurt Me is repeated 16 times. The What is Love chorus is repeated nine times. Um, <laughs> don't Want to Fall in Love, the verse, Don't Want to Fall in Love, is repeated seven times. Ooh, 
And I mean, they're both really lazy songs. You may, yeah. They're both dance numbers. They're not no, like they're going for for details here, but look, I'll, I'll vote. What is love on this one? Let's get moving. Well, you didn't. You didn't want. Don't want to fall in love on the chart in the first place. I had to fight for that one. Yeah, Joel, you you're, you're gonna have to go next. I'm actually really torn on this one. I'm like incredibly torn. torn? Uh huh. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. You know what? Okay, we're going with personal preference, performance, and ubiquitousness, or like presence in the '90s. Yeah. But I feel like I want to vote. I want to vote for "Don't Want to Fall in Love" because I really do like that song. But the fact is, it's one of those songs I forget about occasionally, and I listen to it. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I love that song." Yeah, and it feels like a late '80s sort of song. I'm going to forget about it the moment we move past it in a bracket. Whereas, what is love? What is love has stuck around for a long time, and I got to vote for what is love. I agree. So it's a sweep. Yep, it's a sweep. Why did you fight so hard to have that on the bracket? Because I didn't know it was going to go against. All right, next matchup is songs that I like. First is the impression that I get. Never had to knock on wood, <laughs> but it hasn't happened yet. That's close. Is it? Probably. But I'm sure it hasn't yet. Oh man! But I'm sure remember. it isn't good. It's the impression that I get. Although my favorite part of that song is. I'm not a coward. I've just never been tested. I like to think that if I was, I would pass. Look at the testing. I'm thinking of the race I go. Might be a coward. I'm afraid of what I might find out. Never had to knock on wood. You know that whole song is not about anything that's happened to him. It's just hearsay that's happened to other people because he might be a coward and he might not really do well. Yeah, there you go. It's cool that like a ska punk thing that's going on. It was was when swing started coming back and it started the whole ska movement in like 95. No doubt. All those ska bands. So the impression that I get versus (laughs) Flagpole Sitta. Uh, it's no surprise to me. I am my own worst enemy. No, that's not it. <laughs> paranoia, paranoia. Everybody's coming to get me. <laughs> you say you never met me. Um, I actually did hear. These are both catchy songs. No, they are. But Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, I did just hear recently live. They were on Jimmy Kimmel Live mm-hmm. and they sounded terrible. His it voice was, is shot. Dickie Bear, his bad. voice is shot. But well, it's kind it, of this thing. It basically, sound like you sound like he was gargling razor blades back then. So yeah. no wonder. And then Harvey Danger. <laughs> How many I'm not they have sick, but I'm in? not well. Although Harvey did, the flagpole said it has one of my favorite lines. <gasps> Me in, too. If you're bored, then you're boring. Yes. Yeah. High five. I what think if you're bored, then you're boring. Do you say this to your kids uh, ever? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> We're great parents. Like when people are like, I'm, I'm bored. And if I'm like, you're only, you're only bored if you're boring. Exactly. And I, I took that as, you know, if you're a fun person, you can have fun no matter where you are or what you're mm-hmm. doing. You can entertain yourself or entertain others. I don't even remember that line in the song. Because if you're the bored, end. then you're boring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to publish scenes and rage against, against machines. machines. Now, Kent, in our 90s alternative bracket, you said f- that one week was basically flagpole Sitta. I did. What did you mean by that? I think I was being a little der- derogatory towards flagpole Sitta because, uh, Sitta, <laughs> sorry, Sitta, because I felt Get like it right, was so man, kitschy that it was a one hit wonder. One week to me feels like a one hit wonder from Bare Naked Ladies. Okay. Right? That's what you meant. That's what you okay. Meant. That's okay. what I meant. I don't know. I wasn't in your mind. But I'm, I got to give this one to the impression that I get. That song pumps me up and gets me like ready to party. Like I love that impression that I get. It's one of my favorite songs possibly on this entire list. Wow. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoy it. Flagpole Sitta was fun and I really like that line, but it didn't quite have the same grab. I, I didn't think. I feel like the intro for the impression that I get is so good. And then I get bored of the song halfway through and I just don't really care. I don't mind skipping the song. I what? feel like there's few songs more 90s on this list than Flagpole Sitta. And actually, Harvey Danger, pretty good band. Like, their other stuff is good. 
You but mean I feel like there are three studio albums? Indeed. Jake, it's up to you. You know, this is actually really close for me because yeah, they're they're both excellent songs and they're they are cool bands. I'm not great. Can I can I bring this up just to help yeah. sway you one way or the Let's other? Hear it. The band was inspired to spell sitter as Sitta uh, because of this, the pavement song Fame Throwa and the NWA album Straight Out of Compton. Oh my gosh, that's it! I'm and Dishwalla is Hindi for some of the <laughs> for satellite for the neighborhood. I am not voting voting for them. Then that's over. Impression that I get. Yeah, is that true? Wait, did that really sway you? No, uh, no, it didn't sway me. <laughs> I was like, that is unfair. No, I was. I literally, if this was like a percentage marker, it was like one or two percent percent on like the thirty four to thirty three. Really, not even kidding. Yeah, that's it was a really shame. close. Really oh, man. close. They're gonna have to sit this one out, I guess. Oh. All right, next match is Macarena. You know, even just saying the word Macarena, it feels like I'm referencing like this gigantic cultural thing that is like inescapably huge and incomprehensible. Yep. All right, so they are up against The Way by uh, Fastball. But where are they going without ever, ever knowing, knowing the way? way? Anyone can travel. Na, 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 paved with gold. gold. Cut and go. Is it is paved, paved with gold? gold? Paved with, yeah. I always thought it was cut and go. No, paved, paved with gold. Huh. It's always summer. They'll never get home. And just think about it. The meaning of the song. Paved with gold. It makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's the now way. You know yeah, the song. By the way, the song The Way is uh, came when the, the front man read about uh, an article that described the disappearance of an elderly mar- married couple, Leah and, Ra- and Raymond Howard, from Soldado, Texas, who left home in June 1997 to attend the Pioneer Day Festival at nearby Tempe, Texas. Despite Leah's, Layla's Alzheimer's and Raymond recently dis- recovering from brain surgery, they were discovered two weeks later dead at the bottom of a ravine near Hot Springs, Arkansas, hundreds of miles off their route. The lead singer says it's a romanticized take on what happened. He pictured them ha- <laughs> taking off to have fun like they did when they first met. It's really romanticized. It's tale. really weird. Yeah, I don't know why they wrote that song, and I like the way. I thought Fastball's so, the way. So, like the 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 things I read about it back in the day were is like it was a deliberate like couple suicide. Like that that was always my really take. Yeah, that, I mean that's it's funny how those impressions happen too. Yeah. I mean the impression that I get from this song. But would you, mm-hmm. would you like to know what the real lyri- the Eng- in English the lyrics of Macarena are? Give your body some no. joy, Magdalene, because your body is for giving joy and good things to it. <laughs> yeah, it was Magdalene originally, but they changed them to Macarena. Macarena spent 14 weeks at number one. 14 weeks, and is VH1's number one one-hit wonder. Yep. And, but Joel, do you have a factoid about uh, Macarena? Oh, you about, about the royalties? That about one? a certain presidential candidate? Oh, <laughs> apparently Al Gore said... <laughs> what? Yeah, Al Gore, when he was trying to, uh, I don't know, he's trying to pump up the crowd, he says... Do you want to see my version of the Macarena? He stood there for a minute calmly and then said, would you like to see it again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? I, it's Al Gore. Oh, my gosh. Politicians. Okay. And, then, go- and, then, and then he said, that time we lost 12 polar ice caps. <laughs> I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going so against my heart here because I like fastball and I like the way it has to be a Macarena, which simply because of the success it had. The, the phenomenon that freaking song started. Yeah, it was. Jacob, are you going to go or do you want me to go? Uh, I mean, you're going to say Macarena, so I might as well too. Are you sure? Because I was in Sam, Students Against the Macarena. What? That's a, what? In, in high you? school, in high school, we were Sam, Students Against the Macarena. Every time that song came on, we go stand against the wall with our arms folded and said, we're not doing it. We're not doing the Macarena. Really? 
Yeah. I did that too, but that was with most every song. So you're still in Sam. Uh, no, I'm voting for Macarena <laughs> because man, when I, when I was, when I was getting this list prepared and that song came on, it was all I could do to not resist, start doing the dance at my desk. It was so easy to do. Hey guys, guess what? We're halfway through. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> okay. We got to move fast. All right. Next matchup is nothing compares to you. Cause nothing compares. I hate the Pope. Yeah, she did a terrible picture of the Pope live on nothing SNL. Really? She's crazy. Do she, you? Sinead is cray cray. Sinead? Sinead O'Connor is cray cray. Oh, I thought it was Sinead. Sinead O'Connor. Oh, okay. Sinead uh, is, is actually her name. Sinead. Sinead. And the next it, uh, reverse is I Love You Always Forever by Don I Don Love Lewis. you always forever, near and far, closer, closer together, together. everywhere. Uh, with uh, you. So funny story. Uh, it's, it's a really song. <laughs> yeah. Nothing Compares to You was actually written and composed by Prince. And he wrote it for his side band called The Family and mm-hmm. recorded it for the album The Family. Didn't go anywhere. And then Sinead O'Connor got a hold of it and became a super mega Throw me off every time you say hit. Sinead. She apparently went to his house after this song was released and they don't get along. They got in an actual fight where she says Prince like tried to punch her. Yeah, he says he summoned me. Oh, I'll do it in Irish. Yes. He summoned me to his house after nothing compares to you. I made it without him. I never met him. He summoned me to his house and it's foolish to do this to an Irish woman. He said he didn't like me saying bad words in interviews. So I told him to F off. O'Connor said, he got quite violent. I had to escape out of his house at five in the morning. He packed a bigger punch than mine. Jeez. Fist fight. But later she did say that it was much exaggerated when she was on Graham Norton. She said it was much exaggerated and referred to Prince as, a, quote, a sweet guy. She won three MTV Moon Men for Video of the Year and Best Female Video and Best Postmodern Video. Okay. I Love You Always Forever, number two on Billboard for nine weeks. Hmm. Yeah. I Love You Always Forever. And that, I remember that one was on 90210. That was one we went really big when it went right. on 90210. I have no idea which one I'm going to pick. I do only because uh, I love you always forever. I enjoy, but I think that nothing compares to you just emotionally and the complexity of the song and the music video was just really, really unique for the time with her, with Sinead O'Connor sitting there with her shaved head, just staring at the camera. Very moving. I got to give it to nothing compares to you because I think that's one of the best songs we have on this entire bracket. Whoa. Maybe not one of my favorites, but one of the best. Oh, so you're so not favorite at all. No, I like this one. I'll actually that too. But I just feel like this song is a solid song, regardless of when it was released. See, I actually, this is one of the few that I didn't really care to listen to when, as I was going over the playlist. What? Yeah, I don't like this song at all. And whereas, really like nothing compares to you? I love you've always forever. Even though it's really poppy and kind of shallow, it's a better song. Yeah, it's like the Marvel. Okay, I understand. It. <laughs> yeah, actually it is. And in that way, yeah, yeah, it, yeah I'm going to let it win. I think that's actually in the soundtrack for Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> it would fit, honestly. It really would. Yeah, it would. But, yeah. The so Hulk and Thor looking at go each with, other. I'm going to go with Donna Lewis, even though she's far less memorable, but this song is far better. Like Sinead O'Connor is a it's, household name. It is, but this she was, was in Saved by the Bell. Number two for nine weeks. Well, she wasn't in Saved by the Bell. Screech not, at one point used an alias. Sinead O'Connor. Everyone knows Sinead O'Connor. No, they don't. Tori Spelling was in Saved by the Bell, and this and I Love You Always Forever was, was played no. on Nine Hundred Two No. They don't even know it's pronounced Sinead. Like that's a it's weird. Most people do. Hermione. No. Jake. Joel's actually convinced me. It is a better song. Ah, yes. I, I yes. like that. I like both. Actually, I like both songs. But yeah, nothing compares to you. Does have some some really emotional depth, even though it is written by Prince. Apparently. Hey, Prince is a good songwriter. He is a good songwriter. Weird dude. All right, next matchup is No Rain. All I can say is that my life is really plain. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No? By, no, oh, by Blind Melon. That's all you got? Well, we got to hurry, Jacob. Remember, we we're halfway through the show. It was going so well versus uh, Lullaby. Everything's going to be all right. Rockabye. Rockabye. <laughs> I, I have a distinct memory of that coming on the radio and me going, ugh, and like changing the channel. <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> like I'm going to read some poetry to you and like Sonny and uh, Cher. Everything going to be all right. If I may stereotype for one moment, girls loved lullaby. Almost every girl was like fawning like, oh, I love Sean Mullins and lullaby. I love it. And I was like, <laughs> you want to hear some of the lyrics? Because it, it, his rhymes were so Easy and so bad when yeah. it's like when oh, it's like is. seems like everybody's got a plan, kind of like Nashville <laughs> with a tan. Everything's gonna be. <laughs> he all right. laughs at his own rhyme. <laughs> I hate it every time I hear it. It is the worst. I'll never be able to un- unhear that now. But I like it. I I, I think the song's okay. I, I'm it's bashing not on okay. it. I'm it's bashing terrible. on it. But, every but it's time going I hear up it, like, against no, the most. You one were of right the most to begin with. One of the most nasally songs ever written. So lullaby or rockabye, but lullaby hit number seven on Billboard, whereas no rain hit number twenty. Yeah. So performance-wise, lullaby's got the edge. Yes. And the no rain video is famous for the B girl. I mean, so everyone's seen that. The B girl, it's the B girl in the video is not the B girl B girl on the cover. Yes. The B girl on the cover is actually the sister of one of the band members, and then they got a look-alike to play the video, which if you haven't seen the video of No Rain. It is very iconic yeah. because it's like this girl, she's in a bee costume. She tries to tap dance to school, basically makes fun of her. She runs away. She tries to show her dance, but people no one accepts her. And then finally, she finds an open field full of people in bee costumes and dances with them. It's pretty sad because Blind Melon, actually, on that album, they have better songs. Like Galaxy is a great song. Was that from a, the same it's album? It's a good album. It yeah. is. Because I like that song. But I will say. What are you guys looking for? Yeah. Great song. Oh man, I love that song. That might sway me, but I want to sing Rockabye again on the next what? show. So what? I'm going to go with Lullaby by what? Sean Millen. That is the worst Mullins. song on this whole list. I hate it too. There's no song but on Jake, here that's I want to sing it on part two. <laughs> Joel, Joel. <laughs> Jacob, you got to go next. The, like, like Nashville. I can say. <laughs> oh my gosh. With, hold like, on, with a tan. <laughs> I like, I like do, kind of like Nashville. I just want to send like two pencils into my ears anytime I hear that. <laughs> I am voting for No Rain. <laughs> Really? I will literally vote for anything else on this list against that song. So it's down to me, huh? Mm-hmm. No rain. I already typed it in. Okay. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right. No, it won't. Rockabye. Rockabye. Go Bye. die, Sean Mullins. Bye. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, Jacob Rogers. So the next match, Banditos <laughs> versus... Normally, you guys sing right now. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so the thing about Banditos is Jacob and I had to fight to get this one list because Kent's like, I never heard this song. This song's yeah. terrible. Never heard it. And Jacob was like, no, you need to put Banditos on there. Why don't I know this song, guys? It. I, I don't really, know. It really it's such a blind spot. Dude, this song is so So how so far down do you want to go? We could talk it out over a cup, cup of joe and you could look deep into my eyes like, like I was a supermodel. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the chorus is great that everybody knows that the world is full of stupid people. So meet me at the mission at midnight and we'll divvy up there. <clears throat> didn't Jake, didn't you say the song the was pistols, for so I'll keep the pace so Didn't you say yeah, the song? Okay. Did you say the song was for me because it's everyone knows the world is full of stupid people? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I should have no, said it. that, yeah. I, and I listened to it three times today going, Why don't I know this song? I love that song. In fact, I really enjoyed the album. They had one other song. 
song was pretty good too. And a buddy of mine uh, used to there had this animated girl who was scantily clad. And we're like, that is a really good looking animated girl, <laughs> which we always said animated, but I'm laughing at it now because she's just a cartoon. And I'm laughing at using this in the end credits. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go first anyway, on this no, one because what's the next song? Super classic song, Low by Cracker. Be with you, girl. It's like being, it's like being low. Hey, 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 it's like being stoned. <laughs> So I'm going to go first on this one real quick. I don't want to spend a lot of time here. Low hit number 64 on Billboard. Banditos never peaked or never charted. Nope. And I don't know Banditos. Maybe if I did, it would get the edge. But because it, it's probably a better song and probably lasts better. But for me, it's Cracker. Yeah. You know, I really actually like Low by Cracker. I um, I listened to that song. That was on playlist for me. I've enjoyed that song. I still enjoy it a little. Uh, but Banditos makes me smile every single time. It has more like one liners in it that I like to quote from 90 songs than I don't know, 10 other songs combined. So it's been so give your ID card to the border guard. <laughs> it said something about uh, here. It's Jean-Luc like Jean-Luc Picard, Picard in my federation. Hurry. Hurry. She won't speak English anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Banditos. There were a couple songs on here that I had to keep re-listening to to remember what they were. Low is one of those. I could never oh, remember really? the song. Huh. So I've got to go Banditos on this one. So Banditos moves on. Banditos advances. It should. All right. Next matchup is Groove is in the Heart. Groove, Groove is in, in the, the Heart. heart. Uh, hold on. Well done. Well done. Hold on. Uh, your groove I do deeply dig. No walls, only the bridge, my supper dish by Sakatash Wish. wish. The, I couldn't the depth of the who the groove move us to the nth hoop or the nth hoop. We're going through Horton Hears a Who. <laughs> That's the Horton lyrics. Hears Horton Hears a Who. Horton Hears a Who. <laughs> How embarrassing. A versus? Uh, versus uh, Bittersweet Symphony. We it's just stole sweet. this song from the Rolling Stones <laughs> <laughs> with permission. Mm. <laughs> so they had permission to use yeah. uh, like a six note little ver- little bit of it. They didn't know how much they were going to loop it and use it and mm-hmm. put it so prominently. They looped it. So, so what? After, they got permission. After that uh, Bittersweet Symphony became a hit, the record company basically came back and said, no, we don't want 55% of your profits. We want 100% of your profits. That's messed up. So they sued, Bitters- they sued the Verve. And they ended up uh, getting all the money. The Verve didn't see any money. It's actually not messed up this. because the Verve yeah. agreed to use a six-note sample, and they used far more. They well, just they did. just repeated the same. No, yeah, they used the same six note, six notes. They just it was just a really repetitious song. So now, actually, my Wikipedia Mick, says otherwise. Mick Jagger and Keith Richards have been added to the songwriting credits for Bittersweet Symphony, even though it had nothing to do with it. Also, it's a better song, I think. Honestly, I never liked Bittersweet Symphony. It was a little too dull for me. Always. And Groove, Groove is in the it, heart. It, it's a little long in the tooth, it, really. It sticks with you. I mean, that slide whistle is perfect. The way it starts. The slide whistle isn't even theirs. Do you know that? Oh, what, what's it from? It's what's a the sample. sample from? So, okay. <laughs> this is all this show's I mean, about. It's 90s. They stole it, it from them. They stole no, it from so them. No, so that's starting that uh, the guitar with is from Herbie Hancock's Bring Down the Birds at boom, boom, ding, 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 oh, That's ding, awesome. Ding, yeah. And the slide whistle is from Vernon Birch's Get Up. And I, I was listening to that song going, I don't, I don't really hear it. And then all of a sudden, it was word for word the drums and then Totally ripped it off. And they also sample Green Acres. Oh, really? And that's why you should that, not vote for it. And Green them. Acres, the, the, when Ava Garden, or Ava, what's her last name? Gabor. When she does that, I, just a Laura, a Dora penthouse view. They changed mm-hmm. that, I, 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 I. That's oh, Ava really? Gabor, yeah. 
I unabashedly turned this one all the way up in my car today driving home. Mm. Yeah. This song, if this came out today, I'd be like, this song is great. You did that with Mbop too. So. Uh, well, I did, but I didn't when I pulled up next to people, I turned it down really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's Groovers in the Heart by D-Light. All right, Joel, I'm guessing you're doing the same. What are you doing, Jacob? I already did Bittersweet. Oh, yeah. I'll do Groovers in the Heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since we agreed. I'm glad we agree again. All right, next match is I'll Be There For You. So no one told you life was gonna be that way. This way. This way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Theme song from Friends. Yeah. That's pretty much it, right? In case you've never heard this song before. And uh, against? I thought I thought Kent was going to say something else. So they're going against uh, Runaway Train. Are you up by- in the middle of the night? Like, we should probably just do the chorus. Like Runaway train, never going, going back. back. Wrong oh. way on a one-way track. Uh, Soul Asylum? Man, did that song yeah. depress any of you guys? That's, yeah, I did. The no, video- because it's all about finding missing children. Well, it wasn't. Actually, the song has nothing to do with missing children. It's about dealing with depression. But in the music video, they showed posters of missing kids. They, they And then they would update it according to when and where they were releasing the video. So there are 36 children featured on that video, the missing children. Well, that's kind of cool, actually. To it is. And get, get this. Yeah. 26 of them yeah. were found. found. Whoa. That's yeah. an impact right there. That's cool. Yeah. Although it was I funny because like, one person, they were... Uh, they had left their home. They they literally want to run away and they weren't kidnapped or anything. And they were watching MTV one day and they saw their face on the music video and realized their parents were concerned about him, called home and ended up getting re- reconciled with their parents. Aww. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there for you. Hit number 17 on the U S billboard. And it was parodied by weird Al. I'll repair for you. Although that was never a studio released album, he does that in live performances. You would know. You would, you would know. That. You dork. Yeah. I listened to it. No, he no because he wanted he wanted to do it. Yeah, and uh, uh, the Rembrandts were fine with it, but the Friends studio, the Friends producers weren't work with it. So they oh, really? Wouldn't, they wouldn't get permission to do a recording of it. Whereas Runaway Train hit number five on the U.S. Billboard and won the Grammy oh, really? for best rock song. Yes, yeah. I did not know it got that and much acclaim. Fun, fun yeah. fact. So there's a horror movie I don't called. Know if it's that good. <laughs> uh, there's a horror film called Wolf Creek. It's all about this crazy, like, really Australian guy that kills people in the outback. But you hate Australia. So the the, the video for the Australian video for mm-hmm. Runaway Train because they made different ones for different countries mm-hmm. showed some of the backpackers that disappeared and then they made a movie about them. Yeah, oh. yeah. And they fa- they ended up finding their bodies later yeah, on. Yeah, pretty but, grisly. Well, in some of these stories, like it, there actually are articles out there about what happened to the children of Runaway Runaway Train, and they list kind of their stories. It's kind of sad because some of them don't end well. And some of some of them didn't want to be found by their parents. They ran away because it was a bad situation. Yeah. Anyway, I thought originally the Rembrandts was written as a pop song and then they used it for Friends, but it wasn't. They wrote it for Friends yeah. as a one-minute theme song and then they expanded it, which is why it doesn't feel quite right after that yeah. Friends part is it's over. It's true, but you got to think about Impact and you think 90s and you think Friends. That, that show was on for 10 years. Years and still plays in syndication. Like that song is but then, everywhere. You know, I listen to Runaway Train, and all of a sudden I'm like 12 years old again, fearing that I'm going to get kidnapped by an old lady in a supermarket. Were you up in the middle of the night? Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, if you don't vote for Runaway Train, it's because you don't want Runaway to. Twain. <laughs> Runaway Twain. Runaway <laughs> Twain. Runaway Train. It's because you don't like children being found, missing children. So go ahead, vote for Rembrandt. So no one told you it was going to be this way. <laughs> <laughs> Runaway train wins all the way. Uh, Jacob, are you agreeing? Yeah, for sure. As am I. This is a clean sweep. Oh, is it really? I thought it you is. guys might be voting for no. Runaway Brands. train has such powerful emotions for me. Friends is fine. I, or, or, 
I'll be there for you is fine, but friends, I don't know if it's fine. It's it is. It's fine. But runway train is more nineties to me. Yeah. All right. Next match is right here, right now. Oh yeah. Right Right here, right now. There is no other place I'd rather be. Ooh, good. Very nice. Versus Epic. You want it all, but you can't have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in your face, but you can't grab it. And say, what is it? Uh, a lie, afraid, a lie, afraid. So right here by now by Jesus Jones and Epic by Faith No More. Right here, right now, hit number eight, guys. Jesus, it's it's Jesus Jesus Jones. These two together. Oh, because Faith and Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So right here, right now, huge hit in the early '90s. Number two on the U.S. Billboard. Yes, biggest college radio song in 1991, and then Epic by Faith No More, number nine U.S. Billboard. And I will say the lyrics are kind of the worst because they're pretty it's stupid. it what is it is repeated 25 it, times it in this is song kind of stupid what, what is, is it? it oh man but that guitar though that is yeah. amazing and epic no it was the the repetition kind of drove me you away might say eventually. the guitar is epic you could say that <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna vote for jesus on this one yeah don't say it like that <laughs> jesus sure jesus that's fine jesus Holmes. Well, this, is, this is a tough one for me because I really do love both of these songs. And we're going to get arguments from both people because they're going to say, you know, Jesus Jones is a one-hit wonder. Isn't a one-hit wonder. They had real, 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 too, which I love that song. Yeah. Real, real, real. And then Faith No More also had a couple songs I liked. Sean like, could try to fight me on a few of those. Yeah. Faith No More had, uh, I love Woodpecker from Mars. If you haven't heard that, it's an amazing instrumental song. And they also have Easy, which is oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Easy like Sunday morning. This is not easy for me. Someone else go first. Jake, you're gonna have to decide. Ooh. Wait, you said so. You said right. You said I vote for Jesus. You voted for right here, right now. <laughs> I think I have to vote for Jesus as well. Oh, okay. I'll vote for Epic then. So yeah, okay. Bad. So you're so people won't get mad. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's close. Honestly, that one's close. But no, but the thing about it is, okay. So I have it's to, it. What is it? Since Epic's over getting knocked out, I have a couple death rattle death death rattle factoids for you. So apparently the music video of Epic was uh, pounced upon by many animal activists because it showed pounced a goldfish a goldfish out of water struggling for breath. And they thought that was inhumane to the goldfish. It turns out... Goldfish are trash animals. It turns out that goldfish belonged to the Icelandic singer Björk. So there you go. Wait, so wait, it, it, it really was, was tortured? It was, it was Björk's but it's fish. Bjork's? She said, she said... That's not the worst thing that's happened to it though, right? <laughs> no, probably. Yeah, if, if it's, Bjork if it's Bjork's it. pet, I mean, she's probably wearing it. And also, uh, I can't ever say his name, uh, Chris Novostelic. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, from Nirvana. Nirvana. He said, Fadeth No More as a band that paved the way for Nirvana in the late 1990s. That's cool. Also, Anthony Kiedis of Red Hot Chili Peppers tried to sue Faith No More because yes. he says they basically stole their act. Stole their style. Yeah, stole their style. Which, you know. But then they, they ended up mending their ways. Like Flea actually said it wasn't that big of a deal. It was blown out of proportion by the press. Right. But I'll miss you, Faith No More by Epic, but I'm okay with right here, right now. Don't you like that joke in The Good Place about uh, whether the requirements to get into heaven is whether... If you like Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) Yeah. If you've ever attended one of their concerts. I've been to a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. You're you're not going to make it. You're in a bad place. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) bad place. Yeah. (laughs) Why am I laughing at a good place joke? Uh, It's funny. All right. Next matchup is The Freshman 
versus For the life of me, I cannot remember what made us think that we were wise and we never compromised. We went a little too heavy with that one, guys. I think we should start over. For the life of me, I cannot believe. Well, we, we're going for the ending of it. We were merely freshmen, which I was lied to. I was told that it was about Romeo and Juliet, which it was talking about her. She was touching her face like a, the glove on the hand. No. Definitely In fact, not. it's thought to I know be about. It, I know it's not. A, I know it's not about that. But it's basically brick. It's basically Ben Folds Five brick. It, it is. is. And it actually came out when I was a freshman. So, yeah. Yeah. Fun yeah. fact. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, I've always Jake. remembered that. <laughs> All right. Everyone then, wanted to know that. That's kid. a very Everyone personal did. story. Everyone Thank you, Jake. Listening to this, based on how much we're, we've sang and talked about this song, I'm pretty sure whatever's next is not going to win. But Jacob, what's what is going against? Oh man, it actually has a really tough competition with. Uh, you get what you give. Yo. Let go, you only got what you give. Health insurance, rip-off lying, FDA, big bankers buying, fake computers, crashes, dining, cloning while they're multiplying, fashion shoots with Beck and Hanson, Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson, you're all fake, run to your mansions, come around, we'll kick your butts in. Which, don't yeah, give up. If you're going to call someone out, don't call out Marilyn Manson. Because Marilyn Manson has said if he ever runs into what's his bucket Alexander, who the singer of, of this song, knew, he said I'll crack he's gonna his, what, give him bad I'll looks. crack his skull open. Is what Marilyn Manson said. Marilyn about this Manson's guy. a loser. And Zach Hansen said, "So why don't you kill him?" <laughs> Zach <laughs> Hansen. That was a back reference, everyone. I'm not endorsing murder. If I run into him, I'm gonna crack his head open. I'm tough. So Zach Zach Hansen actually said uh, he was asked about the lead singer of New Radicals. He's like, "What do you think about that?" He's like, "He's a bit of a character, but a cool guy." Who's Zach Hansen? What? He's from Hansen. Oh, mm-bop. yeah. Okay, Mbop. Yeah, Mbop. Here's the thing about New Radicals. Before okay. we poo-poo them, they hit, they hit number six on the U.S. Billboard. This was a good song. Now, think about it. It actually was a good song. Yeah, Ken, it, that song was was uh, also featured in the films The Flintstones, Viva and, and Viva Rock Vegas, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, Surf's Up, and Click. <laughs> wow, that really brought it Kate down. Kate is in Click, okay? Kate hey, is yeah, in Click. But no, no, listen to this. The Edge and Joni Mitchell said they were jealous they didn't write the song. The Edge from U2 and Joni Mitchell were sad they didn't write you get what you give. Well, it's got it's got a catchy it's a, it's, it's a catchy beat. No, it's a great song. But the funny thing about it is that the new radicals they came together and he just he, he disbanded the band after they became a one hit wonder. Like yeah. really? after they achieved so much success, he's like, "This isn't what I want. This is not my lifestyle. I don't want this." Yeah. One studio album, they were done. No, and they, I honestly, they were talented. I think. They yeah, they were. They could have written a lot more. It, this song had one of those sounds that I was like, "Oh man, there's good stuff to come from these guys." Agreed. And then I find out he disbanded. Right? It Lame. Sucks. It, yeah. What's he doing now? Anything? Mm, I don't think so. Just mm. didn't want celebrity. Producing maybe? I don't know. Is he a big banker? Or does he work for the FDA? <laughs> Health insurance? Oh, no. I, All right, okay. time to vote. Jake, you first. It's going to have to go to the freshman, though, because this song... Because you were a freshman when the song came out. Because, guys, I don't know if I mentioned this, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, this song... It, well, you were young and knew everything. It encapsulates... I was. I was. You were young and knew everything. Except what the song was about, which devastated me when I found out. I actually but, like it less, knowing what it's about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I found out when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really serious and it, heavy. It, it, yeah, like a brick. It drowned it you hit slowly. hit me like a brick. Yeah. In fact, by the time brick came out, I was like, uh-uh, I don't want more songs like that. <laughs> um, but no, it it encapsulates the feeling and memories, and it is, it's got a great, great melody. The like, freshman. it's got to be the freshman, yeah. My life was threatened today that if I didn't vote for the freshman. By Randy. By Randy, yeah. your high school friend. Yeah. He hey. actually texted me and said, you know which one's my favorite on there, and I got it wrong, and he was so mad at me. He walked by my desk about 13 times a day and goes... You were young and knew everything. And I'm like, you're not going to sway me. But he ha- he, he kind of threatened my life. So yeah, The Freshman. It's a better song too. I would agree, The Freshman. 
Next matchup is... <laughs> these are fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be... Uh, when, when I, I wake, wake up, up, well, you yeah, know no, I'm going to be. I'm going to be, be the man who wakes up next to you. And if I have her up, yeah, I know I'm going to be haver. a haver. I'm going to be the man who's haver into you. Yeah. What's haver in? It means throw up. Really? Does yeah, it? It's it does. A, look, lurch all over the church floor? Is that what we're going <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. No, I think it's like babbling is what they said it no, was. No, no, no. Haver. Uh, it, it's like is a haver, thing for... verb, Scottish. Talk foolishly, babble. Tom oh. havered on. No. That's it right there. Gee, I heard quit, quit havering, okay? Let's move on. And then, Only we're low on what's, time. It, what's it out? What's it against? It's against you gotta be. You gotta, gotta be, be strong. Bad. You gotta be strong. You gotta be wise. You gotta be strong and stuff. You gotta be bigger, faster, longer, stronger. Uh, by Desiree. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be finding her mouse by Proclaimers. Which one are gonna pick? <laughs> it's kind of obvious. So let's just hurry on it and say. No, you gotta be was number five on the billboard and stayed on the list for 44 weeks. No, it's it's very impressive. But at the same time, you get Proclaimers at number three. And that song is still around today. Everyone loves that it is. song. And, but and that cover you sent, it, Joel, is excellent. It almost yeah. it almost doesn't qualify because it was a hit in the UK in 1988, but did not come to the US till 1993. And when Benny and June introduced huh. it to US audiences, yeah, Benny and June of all movies, that's Benny weird. and June made this song popular. Does anyone even remember Benny and June? Of course, I do. Yeah, Ken does. He loves. Uh, you remember the movie, or do you yeah. remember the previews with you saw him dancing with the potato shoes? It, it is the potato. He shoes. loves potato shoes. Yeah, yeah, and everything he's done since. But I'm going to be 500 miles. I think should sweep it. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Proclaim it. All right, next match is I'm Too Sexy. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So Look what sexy you made me do. Look what you made me do. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> nice. Uh, versus? Crush. But just it's just a, a little, little crush. crush. Don't do the gas. <laughs> Don't do the gas. It's just No, stop it. By Jennifer Page. Uh, and I'm too sexy by right said Fred. That was great. Oh, man. It's um, raising my adrenaline. You're banging on a heart of tin. Please don't make too much of it, baby. <sighs> you say the <laughs> word forevermore. That's all, not what I am looking for. All I can commit is to maybe. <sighs> Stop. <It's> okay. Just... <sighs> so Jennifer Page, the fun thing about her is that... She uh, has a name that's forgettable? Yeah. Well, <laughs> she, she created this, this song, and then a producer played it at this random radio station. It became a huge hit at the radio station. Exploded. And then it became this huge popular thing, and she had no publicity. She had no pictures or photography or hadn't mastered the track or anything. It became a hit before she even had anything prepared for it, which That's is kind of cool. cool. Yeah. It's good on her. Uh, whereas Wright said Fred, it was written as they were at the gym, and one day he was one of the guys was goofing around in front of the mirror and started singing, I'm too sexy for my shirt, too sexy for my shirt in front of the mirror. But here's the thing. They wrote it as an We've indie. There, they right? wrote it as an indie rock song. They were an indie band. And then a DJ is like, I can make that electronic and make it a hit. It hit number one on Billboard. Yeah. And in for Smurfs, too, they re-recorded it. And it's I'm too Smurfy. Also, fun fact. I like how the Smurfs have come like four times. <laughs> these, how does that happen? These are the things that the, that the singer's too sexy for. My love, my shirt, Milan, New York, Japan, your party, my car, my hat, my cat, and this song. But I don't know if this is a one-hit wonder because you guys remember their other great hit, right? Don't talk, just kiss. Let your tongue fool around. Did you make that up? Nope. That, Let's hear it again. 
Don't talk, <laughs> just kiss. I'm into it. I'm into it. <sighs> no. <laughs> yes. And uh, once again, uh, I'm Too Sexy stealing the riff from a Jimi Hendrix song called Third Stone from the Sun. That That's a Jimi Hendrix song. Huh. All right, said Fred. That's funny. And then, like the change just continues to Taylor Swift. All right. For me. Yeah. The Taylor Swift thing. Man, I hate that yeah, song. Look what you made she had a credit right said Fred on, on that song. Cause, yeah, because yeah. she copied their rhythm. For me, Jennifer Page is getting crushed. Uh. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I'll vote for Jennifer Page. Yeah, because I'm going to vote for right said Fred. Yeah. I'm too I, sexy. He's got to move on. Next matchup is Torn. I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. I'm cold and I'm ashamed. Lying naked on the floor. Versus... Oh, that was by Natalie. Illusions Brewer. never change. Oh, uh, sorry. I wanted to keep going. Uh, versus uh, closing time. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey and beer. I know who I want to win this round. Actually, I have no idea. This is one I have not decided at all. This is a story, by the way. So, like, I, I was playing this for my brothers, trying to say, like, which one should we add? Which one should we not add? This is one of the ones my my older brother Spencer. He had no concept of, of closing time. What? Because he was he was gone. He was in Brazil during okay. that time. But oh. he had no concept oh. of it. It was the weirdest thing to me because I'm like, closing time by Semi-Sonic. Nothing. It was weird. You should have said Secret Smile. Then he would have known it. Probably. <laughs> so Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. One of the most beautiful women of the She's 90s. She's so striking, talented. Strikingly attractive. And that's a, re- a really good album. Too. It's a, so Torn is actually a remake of a song that came out in 1993. Oh, not just a remake. Natalie Imbruglia is the fourth person fourth? to do this song. Yes, they have wow. a Danish version first called Brandt, and then it was covered by Brandt. Edna Swap. Oh, yeah. And then it was covered by a, a, a American-Norwegian singer Trina Rain in 93, and, or 90, no, 96, and then in 98, Natalie Brula came out with it. She so, was the fourth person. Uh, this version of the song hit number or 42 on the U.S. Billboard charts. That's it? Um, also, do you guys know what Closing Time is about? Oh, wait, are you talking about Closing Time or Torn? Tor- this is Torn. I'm going to move on to Closing wait, Time, said, though. Wait, I got number one here. What are you talking about? Number one? That's what I got. For Torn? Are you sure? Yeah. That's what it says on the list on the... Then I agree with you. <laughs> really? Number one? I, I, I'll look again. Torn did great. Okay. So Closing Time... is way too low. Closing Time that also is, did well. is about anticipation of fatherhood, and it's being sent from the forth from the womb as if by a bouncer clearing out a bar. <laughs> and no, honestly, so it's like, time for you to go out and go into the world, turn oh. the lights up for every boy and every girl. 42 on a Billboard Hot 100, but oh, number one it? on Billboard Hot 100 Airplay. Okay, airplay is different. different. Yeah. yeah, but no. Listen to this. So it's like this room won't be open till your brothers or your sisters come. So gather up your jackets, move to the exit ex- exits. I hope you have found a friend. It's all about leaving the woman being born. Apparently, though, they stole the song, and so they don't get the money for it anymore. No, that's uh, that's the verb. Although I get that mixed up with the no. Sim- that happened closing symphony. time too. What? That's bittersweet symphony. You guys didn't find that on closing time. Uh, no, your no, research. I, I think you're getting a little confused at here. Here's I'm why I'm confused. split. Uh, here's why I'm split with this because "Torn" was such a great song, and Natalie and Burley is great. Closing time, you still hear all the time. Well, because everyone wants to play it when it's closing time, right? Kitsch. It's kitsch, right? But that's what we're talking about here. A little bit, but I've got to vote for "Torn" because that song immediately takes me back. I love the song. I love the performance. I love Natalie and Burley. And I think Torn is a very, very well. But the funny thing is about it, by the way. So you listen to the original Danish version. Yeah, it's not in English, so it's not become a hit here. You listen to the Edna Swap version, the punk pop version. It's not that great. But the American Norwegian Trini Rain is almost exactly the same song. Hmm. In fact, I might say with more uh, mature vocals, 
Because, but then Natalie Brulee comes in and she gives us vulnerability. Those eyes, though. But it's the vulnerability in her yeah. voice that makes you like really feel for this girl in the song. So I, I got to give it to Torn, and not just because of the of the comedic routine done by David Armand, I believe his name is, where he does an interpretive dance of this song. Hilarious. Hmm. So check that out if you want to. But Torn, vote goes to Torn for me. Jake, you have to go next. I'm not going to go. Didn't you already vote? You already no, voted. I didn't vote. You I said closing, closing time. time. No, I oh. didn't vote. I said I can't. I, I love both of these songs, and I really hate that they're matched up right now. Yeah, sorry. If it was the next round, it would be easier on me. But man, right now, right off the bat, two of my favorites from the 90s, I'm going to have to go for one reason with Natalie Imbruglia's face. <laughs> <laughs> because she was probably my only celebrity crush, um, maybe ever, actually, because like when I was 15 or 16, I was like in, in enamored, She's right? Beautiful. Because that, that video, yeah. which I probably watched like 800 times, not creepy at all. But <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, like no. she was probably my first and only celebrity crush. In, in the Mary Kiss Kill game, no. <laughs> Cable IMAX Erase, yeah. I always kissed Jerry Howell from the Spice Girls and I married Natalie Imbruglia. That's a wise choice. That was a wise yes. choice. Yeah. So the torn, kill, torn's moving on. What do you I, think? I'm, I'm going to go Semi-Sonic because I really like that song and they didn't get a vote. Okay, there you go. It is yeah. a really good song. I, it really is. All right, next matchup is Breakfast at Tiffany's. And I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? She said, I think I remember the film. And as I recall, I think we both kind of liked it. And I said, well, that's the one thing we got. The song's better than the movie. Oh, definitely. I don't like Breakfast at Tiffany's the movie. Versus. Although I like Deep Blue Sea. Is that that's who sings it, right? Deep Blue Sea? Deep Blue Something. No, Deep Blue Something. That's not quite right yet. Uh, versus how bizarre? How bizarre? How bizarre? Bim 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 bim. By OMC. Destination unknown. As we pull in for some gas, <laughs> nice. freshly pasted poster reveals a smile from the past. Wait, there are real lyrics? <laughs> Elephants and acrobats, lion snakes, monkey. Paley speaks righteous. Sister Zena says funky. You know, how the, bizarre? The Those only, are the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only lyrics I know is when he's like, "One of the rest, hey." By the rights. <laughs> That's the only lyrics. The I can only lyrics stupider are, are steal my sunshine. <laughs> uh, by the way, OMC is a bunch of Kiwis. Uh, yes, they are. Yeah. And it stands for uh, Otara Millionaires Club, which is a tongue in cheek reference to Otara's status as one of the poorest suburbs of Auckland, New Zealand. Here's my favorite thing about OMC is because they are only considered one hit wonders outside of New Zealand. But in New Zealand, they are not one hit wonders. They are smash hits, which reminds me. But of they a, only have one studio album. There's a there's a lemon drink from New Zealand. It's called L and P. And I brought this up on the show before. L and P. L ampersand P. And in, on the can, it says world famous in New Zealand. Think about that for a second. World oh, yeah. famous in New Zealand. To me, that's OMC. World famous in New Zealand. <laughs> and then, but Breakfast at Tiffany's is a lie. It's one big lie. It is. Why? Because it's like Bittersweet Symphony. Because the the film is actually, or the song is actually based on Roman Holiday. It was Roman Holiday, another uh, Aubrey Hepburn movie that inspired yeah. him. But he thought Breakfast at Tiffany's sounded better. So no, it's he a says, lie. He and his girlfriend, in quotes, both kind of liked it. I was like, oh, Which, that's not a lot. I'm to telling go you right on. now. No, I'm telling you right now. Having been in relationships, before, you guys really love both these songs. If your relationship is based on you a movie like that you Roman both Holiday. kind of like, it's a good movie though. It's not a good relationship though. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm actually kind of like Roman Holiday. What about you, Kent? Eh. You haven't seen it. Have I haven't you? seen it. I'm it's going back. And, <laughs> it's too old. It's way too old. <laughs> I'm going back and forth on this one, and so I'm just going to go. And, do you want me to go first? Oh yeah, go ahead. How bizarre! It is so '90s. That I feel like we've left off a lot of so More 90s on this 90s, one. Though? It's so kitschy. No, they're both incredibly 90s, but how bizarre. 
belongs there in the 90s and should stay there. Joel, I'm going to leave this one to you because I'm going to go. Don't do this. I'm going with uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's for sure because you know what? I remember listening to 106.7 back in Fordland, Missouri where I would listen to these things. You guys had radio stations? Only like one or two would make it to my house. Not even kidding. And uh, and I remember calling in. Like, no wonder you never heard everybody's free to wear sunscreen. Um, he didn't graduate high school. That's why. He said class of 99. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're voting for opportunities. Can't you run? How bizarre. Yes. You know, we didn't give the Rembrandts a chance. And I feel like Deep Blue Something is like a like a junior varsity version of Deep Blue. So you're going to vote for the JV team over OMC. I just think Breakfast at Tiffany's. How many times did you see JV? How Bizarre on the box? I didn't. You didn't? I don't really remember it on the box. Wow. I saw it all the time. I'm going to have to go Like with the wooden box the Amish made? Like <laughs> Breakfast at Sure, Jake. <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's my official vote. Oh, man. That was not easy, though. They're basically Dishwalla's cousin. <laughs> they have nothing to do with satellite dishes. <laughs> Would you take Dishwalla over Breakfast at Tiffany's? No, I hate Dishwalla, too. <sighs> those, those are really comparable songs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next match. <laughs> Ah, uh, tub thumping. I, I get, get knocked down, down, but I get up again. You're never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down. You gotta keep going, right? Oh, you yeah. can't stop until you've done it 38 it's times. Night away. Which, by the way, I had to, I had to converse with my wife about this because she thought uh, pissing the night away meant um, after drinking a lot, just go to the bathroom a yeah. lot. Isn't that what it means? No, because getting pissed in England and in, in Europe is means getting drunk. And so when you're pissing the night away, you're drinking the night away. Also, oh. the term tub thumper. So is, it's really the same thing, though. Well, it's more pre versus post. Tub thumper actually same means activity, someone, often a politician, seeming to jump on the bandwagon with a populist idea. Mm-hmm. So like when, uh, I don't know, they, they suddenly realize everyone's concerned about something, they'll jump onto it. That's called tub thumping. Is when the politician does that. Like it's not just drinking in the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Which is the only thing I knew it with. Versus? <laughs> uh, does versus. it matter what it's versus? <laughs> in the meantime. Baby, in the meantime, I'm the only one. I actually think this is a good song. Oh, yeah, I should have said one week. Darn it. This is another one of those that I couldn't remember. I had to keep re-listening to. So I'm voting for Tub Thumping only because memorability. That song jumps out at you. In the meantime, by Space Hog... I like it, but it just it's gone. No it's one listens song, anymore. But yeah. It, yeah, it's it's, it's the better song, but Tub Thumping <laughs> is the better song. Is so nineties. By the way, did you guys know a member of Space Hog is actually married to Liv Tyler? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's bizarre. That is bizarre. How, how bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even put how bizarre through. No, but Tub Thumping Tub, <laughs> tub Thumping, you made it. In the meantime, you got tub you didn't made get it. knocked down. Next match, song two. We just peaked. Woo-hoo. We just blew everyone's eardrums. <laughs> I got my head shaked. By Blur, which but a lot of people are going, Blur's, Blur's not a one-hit wonder. Blur's not a one-hit wonder. Blur's not a one-hit wonder. And I'm like, name another Blur song. No, here's the thing about Blur, though. The cult, their cult yeah. fans are huge. Yeah, they're still around, too. Right? I mean, in size. Kind of weird. Their other songs aren't great. By the me. way, I always thought the, the first part of the song was like, I got my head shaved. By a chimpanzee. Yeah, but no. But it, <laughs> it wasn't it easy. It's, but what I, I got it my head is. checked by a jumbo jet. That's what you thought it said? What? It's, that's what the lyrics are. No. I got my head checked by a jumbo that's, jet? I l- Those looked are up the, the lyrics. real lyrics? Yeah. No. No, I, yeah, I, I got my head checked it. by a jumbo jet. Gonna, it wasn't easy, but nothing is. No, woohoo! 
Oh yeah, right there. I got my head checked by a jumbo jet. No, but it's I got my head shaved by a chimpanzee. By a chamote. Yeah, you're right. By Chipotle. (laughs) I got Ebola. But nothing (laughs) as. No. I have no idea. Man, I I had those lyrics wrong for 20 years. By Ichimoche, I know. Yeah. Uh, How embarrassing. And it was intended, that song was intended to be a parody of grunge, and instead it became like this amazing rock song. Like they hated Oasis and everything they stood for. Oh, I hate this matchup. I just realized what it's going against. Ready? Oh. Jacob, what's it going against? It's going against the longest title in the whole world. Yes. Standing outside a broken phone booth with a... Coin. How does it go? No money in my hand. With money in my hand. With money in my hand. Plane takes off from Baltimore and touches down on Bourbon Street. Do 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 do. I've been that harder, baby. I've been that harder, baby. Ever since the day we met. Ever since the day we met. Oh man, I love that song. Oh man, I love that song. In fact, there when I was that that came out in '96, but around '97 or so, I don't know. This was one of my calm down songs. Like I could listen because it's song. super chill. Oh, it's amazingly chill, and I would just relax to this. Song. By the way, on the Cable Guy soundtrack, that's what made it famous. This is a great soundtrack too. It is. You did vote that as one of your favorite soundtracks. I did. Oh, so yeah, uh, Primitive Radio Gods sings Standing Outside a Broken Phone Booth. Blur sings Song 2. And this is probably one of the hardest matchups I have in this in this first round. So do you want to go last? Yeah, please. Jake, do you want to go first? You know, it's it's close for me, too. But song two actually has more memories for me. Um, I'm out. I'm suddenly playing football in high school again because they'd always play like, you know, the pump up music and yeah. stuff like that. And so and that one was super popular then. And and though I always I always really enjoyed uh, primitive, primitive radio gods. But yeah, blur. It was just a cool song. So I'll just, I mean, like one or 2% again, like it just barely leans, but that's where I'll, that's where I'll go. Joel, I'm going to make this easy on you. I'm going to go with blur as well, because this one was, I was in my punk phase at this point. This was alternative that leaned into punk. And so I really dug this song. I'm, and and I know in that way you do have to just choose go with your heart here and I and but my heart could go either way because I really like song two a lot but and standing outside a broken phone booth has this special place in my heart. I'm gonna vote uh, standing outside a phone booth broke standing outside a broken phone booth with money in my hand. But I do acknowledge that not a lot of people know that one as much as song two. You play That's song true. two, people are like oh it's the woohoo That's song. True. Standing outside a broken phone booth is just one that I love and I always will. All right, guys, only three more matchups. Wow. <laughs> only three? <laughs> oh, sorry, 13. Oh. <laughs> All right, next is Wicked Game versus... Ooh. What a wicked game you do to make me dream of you, no. Wow, you went big. Fall in love. <laughs> you went real big. really off key. You, you kind of Pe- nailed it at the people end. People only though. know the... Oh. <laughs> you know the most, am- the most amazing part about that song, though, is that he actually nails that. It's yeah, no. Like, who else can do it? It's Dude. a soothing voice. Dude, it's it amazing. Is a sexy it's song. Amazing and we're, we need, when we do sexiest songs of all time, we definitely need to put this in the bracket. That will happen yeah. in season four. <laughs> it's so it's actually Chris Isaac's third album. I would actually say Chris Isaac is probably equal to the name of this song because yeah. he's a he's a big deal. He's in got the, twelve albums, and right. he also has other hits. Like a baby did a bad bad thing. I know that one. That's and pretty much somebody's it, crying. I know that one too. So, I, I like baby did a bad bad thing. But, but this nobody knows bad, it. Bad, this song hit number six on the Billboard charts. So what is it going up against? 
Flood by George. But if I can't swim after 40 days and my mind is crushed by the crashing waves, lift me up so high that I cannot fall. Lift me up. Lift me up. <laughs> uh, by Jars of Clay, Flood. Uh, this is this is hard, too, because Wicked Game... That song is powerful. <laughs> wow, did it just make you pregnant? <laughs> what? This is what it feels like. If any song would, it's that one. Yeah, that is the Joel of songs. Um, <laughs> ah, true story. But uh, How can he not vote for that now? <laughs> but Jars of Clay Flood. Man, I love that one. But Jars of Clay, too. I also really, really like their song Frail. It's beautiful. Hmm. And Jars of Clay, they were on the... the they were on... The top, the Billboard Top 200 for an entire 52-week cycle for an entire wow. year they were on the charts with Flood, wow. a Christian rock group as well. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people didn't know they were a Christian rock group. And then uh, Wicked Game was uh, number six, as we said. Flood was only number 37. <sighs> so instantly, Wicked Game because we're objective here. Except mm-hmm. for I think between the two, I've got to go with Flood personally because Flood has more 90s memories for me. Uh, Wicked Game. I don't know. It's a little more timeless. I don't know if that makes sense. It is timeless, actually. That's true. Uh, I'll go next, and then can't you can break it? Okay. Because yeah, it's wicked game for me. Because yeah, it is. It's a timeless song. It it actually does transport me to the '90s, but it also feels really present. Like the song Wicked it, Game. Yeah, it, it feels like it's always always a good song, right? It just has that classic. A lot of sort date of nights feel. happening lately, huh? <laughs> you just like it because of the music video. And it has a very memorable 90s music video. It Everyone does. was talking about that video. <laughs> don't, don't, watch, don't watch it, kids. Cool. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it, haunting and cool and eerie and sexy. It's the strangest mix that works. It's basically like Jake, Jacob's dating life. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's dating. Okay. I'm going to break the tie here. I'm going with the Charles of Clay with Flood. Yeah. Jerk. <laughs> Sorry? That's fair. That's fair. It's not fair. It's not fair to Chris Isaac, who wrote a better song. <laughs> Do you just want to? You want me to show up at your next date? You and your wife? Uh, <laughs> or you know you're always invited. <laughs> but let's move on. All right, next match. It's just no, uh, <laughs> it gets more no, awkward. Stop it gets more awkward now. every time. It's just uh, a little crush. Cool. <laughs> Next match is Kiss the Rain by Billy Myers. Billy Myers. Hello. Can you hear me? (laughs) Am I getting through to you? Oh, man. Great song. What is it like? It's late. No. What's the next lines? Oh, it's late there. Is it late there? How's the weather? Is it stormy where you are? You sound so close, but it feels like you're so far. She sounds perverted like me. Mm-hmm. No. Although I used, I, used to, I used to play Kiss the Rain. Did she have your baby? I used to play Kiss the Rain, <laughs> Kiss the Rain uh, by Billy Myers to people, and I'd have them guess if it was a guy or a girl singing, because she has a yeah, very yeah. low register. She does. And it could be just a very high register. Apparently she did really crazy concerts and things, too. She was always on wires and, like, jumping around. With Kiss the Rain? Kiss the Rain. Isn't that weird? Hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, versus Your Woman by White Town. <laughs> I will never be your woman. I can't. I can't do it. But no, you're right on. Never be your woman. I could never be your woman. So White Town is a one-man band. This song makes no sense because it's about the Orthodox Trotskyist and Marxist movement, and it's it's like five different stories, and all of them kind of mesh together in very few lyrics. 
I bought this album. Because, you bought White Town? Because I thought, oh, this song's pretty cool. And for some reason, it hit me at the time. I don't know why. I must have been high. But it was the worst album he, he still ever. He's still around tur- touring, apparently. Oh, my gosh. That album was but so I actually bad. love the turn of this song when it's like, when it gets real deep in the bass, it's like, boom, 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 And then it's like... Dun, 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 dun. I, yeah, I love that. That, yeah. that like, hook. guess what they say is true. I can never be the right kind of girl for you. Yeah. I could never be a That's woman. That's why I bought the album. That's is why. it a woman or your woman? Your. Well, it says I can never be a woman. I could never be your woman. Okay. I believe. Uh, but but I'll, go, I'll go first. I, They're I'm not mutually choose, exclusive. So. I, I have specific memories of dancing, uh, like goofing around with my friends. We were dancing to your woman because we thought it was a funny song. And then, uh, but Billy Myers' Kiss the Rain is one that I have on CD that I really enjoy. I think it's a powerful, emotional, longing song where she's basically saying, it is. look, I know we're far apart from each other, but please don't cheat on me. Don't go, don't break up with me. Just kiss the rain. Essentially, just go out there and kiss the rain instead of anyone yeah. else. Good advice for Kent or anybody else, really. Yeah, right. <laughs> of, of all... Kiss the rain! Of, of all the dull ballads of the 90s... I feel like Kiss the Rain. I feel like Kiss the Rain is the least memorable of all of them. What? And so I'm going to go with White Town with your woman. It's racist. It's just a fun and song. And sexist. Okay. It is sexist. And so racist. sexist. It's and dull. Racist, yeah. <laughs> White Town, your woman. I'm going to have to go Kiss the Rain. Yes. What? Come on. <laughs> you bought the album. Uh, yeah, and I'm mad at him still <laughs> for making 18 stupid songs for that one good one. <laughs> I tried listening over and over and over, and they never got better, ever. Ugh, so I bad. guess what they say is true. I can never be the right kind of guy for you. <clears throat> You're the right kind of girl, though. <laughs> I want to fall in love. I cannot believe you kicked that out. Uh, Wicked Game is oh, such a good song. Is that revenge? Did you get a revenge vote in there, I Jake? I did, I did. Okay. All right. Guys, guys, guess what? It's the last one. It's the last one. Last matchup for this round because we should have clarified that at the beginning. We're not going to get through Look, the guys, entire bracket in one let's show. Just, let's just do the rest now. No, we're not going to get through the entire one for show. It could be a four-hour show. In fact, Scott. In fact, we're not going to be doing it next week either. We're, we're going to take a break Mental to break, recover, please. Yeah. And then we're going to finish it up probably the following week we're after that. We're going to fill that break with hate. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> just you wait. There's plenty of hate coming. Yep. But we're going to finish uh, up the bracket here in a couple weeks. But, Jacob, let's go with the final matchup. Mumbo number five. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side. A little bit of Rita is all I need. A little bit of Tina is what I see. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. A little bit of Mary all night long. A little bit of Jessica, here I am. A little bit of you makes me your man. Ah! (laughs) Wow. Well done, sir. That guy's got an STD, am I right? Oh, family, family friendly. friendly. Yeah, it's you think acronym. just because oh, this is a two-hour show that okay. we can throw something like that? Pop out? quiz, hot shots. All right, Lou Bega, the singer of that song, yeah. yeah, has how many? Guess, guess where he's from. Lou Bega's from. If you had to guess, Jacob, I'm assuming Jake. I'm assuming you know. Kent. I'd, I'd say SoCal would be my guess. Southern California, yeah, maybe Latin America, Central America. I'd actually say Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. He's from Canada, isn't he? He's from Germany. Really? Germany. Yeah. His uh, his mom is Italian. His dad is Ugandan. And he's from Germany. Okay. I had no idea. I thought he was like Cuban or, you know, you know, Brazilian even. But yeah, the yeah. fact that he's Mambo number five and he's German, I'm like, that is so bizarre to me. I always figured it was like American Latin thing. So, yeah, that's why I would think. Liar. Cali, but. Oh, yeah. What's it going against, Jacob? 
Up against Barely Breathing by Duncan Sheik. I am barely breathing, and I can stand you there. It's getting harder and harder to breathe. That's not it. what? I can hear you breathe, watching over me. That's not it either. It's just... <laughs> ah, it's so creepy when you do it. It's with, it's with the falsetto. It just makes it feel yeah, like weird. Barely Breathing has cool lines like, I can only taste the saline when I kiss away your tears. Kiss the rain! So Barely Breathing by Duncan Sheik uh, charted at number 16 on Billboard and charted for 55 weeks. I feel like we need to do a better version of that song so everybody knows what we're talking about. If they don't know, then it's not going to pass. Anyway. Yeah, and, and actually, he meant it as a throwaway uh, final track to his album. He just wanted to finish the album and said, oh, let's toss this one on there. Obviously, it became a huge mega hit. Huge hit. And he went on to write the musical version of American Psycho, Kent. Really? Yep. It's a bit creepy. A little bit. Really? Duncan Sheik. Also, um, for Mambo Number no. 5, there was a Bob the Builder parody that replaced the girls with tools. Timber, saw, waterproofing, and tiling. Yeah, seems, there's also a Disney parody. Seems where wrong somehow. Doesn't it? There's, there's, yeah. there's also a Disney parody where they replace, uh, they replace all the women with uh, characters. Like a little bit of Daisy. And, but they changed the lyrics, obviously, to make it sound less innuendo. Yeah, right. I actually think Barely Breathing is a good song, though we can't really sing it now. And it charted lower imagining you than Mambo Number no. 5, which is a quintessential 90s song. Really tacky, of course, but it did bum, go number three bum, U.S. Billboard. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I got to give it to Lou Bega as well, Mambo Number no. 5. I'd rather have Duncan Sheik, honestly, but... You can vote for it if you want. I'm giving the, the pity vote. <laughs> to Duncan Sheik? I, I'd vote for it either way, actually. Okay. So there you go. Just because Mambo Number no. 5. Guys, <sighs> well done. Psh, psh. A little bit of Monica in my life. <laughs> we did it. So we did it. We got through the first the first round, and then we're going to take a break, do a different subject next week, and then we'll get back to this the following week. So if you're playing along at home, just keep your brackets handy, because we'll be finishing it up soon enough. Good advice is good advice for anyone, right? Anytime. Yeah, we hope you made it through this whole show. Yes, we appreciate you sticking with us. Yeah, guys. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. And if you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. If you want to relive a horrible nightmare, go back to the opening of the show and listen <laughs> to amazing uh, <laughs> crash test dummies. I can't wait to hear how you're going to end it. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. Uh, go find Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale, as usual. All right, guys. And this episode, you know, has become... Cumbersome! I thought Cher was the lead singer because of her, like, <laughs> like kind of cowish voice. Cowish? <laughs> Kit, look, Kit knows cows, okay? Yeah, I know cows. Cowish? Cowish. It's a term. It's so, like, invasive that I've, I've mentally blocked it out. <laughs> They're basically Creed Light. How <laughs> dare you, sir? No, gosh, no. Don't. How does that feel? How do you guys like that? Huh? <laughs> Next time you listen to my own worst enemy, just imagine the singer. It's singing it nude. Huh. Don't. Family friendly. I went to the dark web for this one. Oh, no. Ula Coco. Ula Caco. Oh, Ula. Sorry. Ula Caco. Get it right, man. Caco. Caco. K-A-H-K-O-A. I feel like you just made up words right then. She- I like Cole's cash. Yeah, I mean, she's a cultural influence just for her stupid classes. I'm only yes. hearing negatives. No, no, no. Bad. <laughs> what? This song is controversial. I shall play it on the radio. <gasps> what? This is controversial. My parents don't like it. I shall listen to it too. Which, by the way, their name comes from a Hindi term for a person providing satellite TV to a neighborhood. Heck yeah. Dude, but it never cracked the top ten. Almost cursed there. And here's the thing about Mbop. 
I think the three of us probably hated this song. You say that? You say that with a straight face? I like that. I like happy fun songs. <laughs> Here's the thing: they were cute girls. No, there's lots, sure? there's lots of Baz Lermans out there. <laughs> B A Z Lerman. Jeez. Too bad Kent hates Australia. <laughs> can't stop the bum rush. Can't Let's stop just, the bum rush. Stop repeating it. Let's move on. Can't. No. Stop, stop again. The bum rush. <laughs> I, Please bless. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hate this song so much. And they're going to have to sit out this one out, I guess. Do you want to see my version of the Macarena? We're great parents. Seems like everybody's got a plan. Kind of like Nashville with a tan. Oh, I love Sean Mullins and Lullaby. I love it. Go but, die, Sean Mullins. But, oh, <laughs> wow. Jacob Rogers. That is a really good looking animated girl. <laughs> that way. This way. This way. And all of a sudden I'm like 12 years old again, fearing that I'm going to get kidnapped by an old lady in a supermarket. I'm going to vote for Jesus on this one. Yeah? Don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> it actually came out when I was a freshman, so. Yeah? Yeah. Fun yeah. fact. It's just... No! Stop it! <laughs> Quit havering, okay? Let's move on. By Chipotle! I got Ebola! It gets more awkward every time. It's just... A little crush. I don't know why. I must have been high. That song is powerful. <laughs> wow, did it just make you pregnant? Uh, Stop!